Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Howdy, welcome to Ballpark Bros. The show about sports. All right, that's Tom on Mike, and with us as always is friend of the show, David Dargar. That was a hearty howdy. That was a very hearty howdy. It really was. It kind of hurt my ears. Probably hurt our, a, vi- our viewers. A good, probably, a good howdy should hurt the ears. I hurt our viewers' ears or eyes. I hurt our viewers' eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? It resonated so much. It. Oh, this isn't a sound check anymore. We're actually going. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. All right. So what do we got today? Well, Tom, first up, Murray Chasmus. Murray Chasmus to you, fans. <sighs> Did it. I don't... I don't. Thanks, everybody. My My, show's over. Michael texted me yesterday before the show, said, hey, because, you know, we were out of town, Tom and I, so we didn't really catch everything, but Michael texted me and said, hey, read up on Mur- uh, Murray Chasman or Chas... Chas. Murray Chas. Chas. Read up on Murray Chass, and I was like, DeMarco Murray won a chess tournament? No. Murray no, Chass. The, the, the Oakland Murray. <laughs> Murray Chass. He's a baseball writer who, for some reason, has a Hall of Fame vote. You know who he used, who he used that vote to elect to the Hall of Fame? Was it nobody? It was nobody. I, ironically, he is a writer who did not write. Yes. Well, no, he did. I guess he right. wrote... This ballot is intentionally blank. Oh, okay. I get writer's block, though, so I guess yeah. it may... I get, Actually, a friend of mine for Christmas, she got me this little wooden cube. It says writer's block on it. That was funny. <laughs> nice. It's on my desk. Well, see, it's, you can't have writer's block when it's your job to just write down people's names. Yeah. There's somebody's name that you can always put on that ballot. Right. And even Like, even if you're not into the steroid crap, like, all right, then pick someone else. Uh, I mean, looking at it, there are plenty of guys who don't have the steroid allegations that right. that could be voted for or tons and tons are, of guys. are definitely uh definitely hall of fame worthy mm-hmm. i just i think it's irresponsible when you're given a it's a privilege when you're given a privilege like that it's yeah. irresponsible to do this kind of thing like if you want to if you want to go against the if you want to go against all that have a blog have a podcast i mean you are a writer so people see your stuff every day you already have an outlet and, well, he is a blogger. He doesn't work right. for any newspaper or, or... Yeah, he hasn't worked for a newspaper well, for there, a few years. Well, there you go. He's got an outlet. He can say what he wants all the time about this crap. Yeah. He's well, probably... I mean, you're going to get more clicks. Right. <laughs> well, and, that's, and that's all it is. Nobody knows the name Murray Chass right. up until, you know, it's time to vote for this. Yeah, and I didn't. So now, you know, now everybody's talking about Murray Chass, and that's what he wants. 
Yeah. And the the thing is, it's going to wind up hurting some guys, and it's three guys in particular, Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, and Trevor Hoffman. They finished with 71.6, 69.8, and 68.3% of the vote last time. Yeah. They may not make it this time. And, nope. it you know, if it's because Murray Chass didn't turn in a vote, he needs to have his vote taken away. And give it to someone who, even if they don't, even if they don't vote for these guys, they still participate in the process. Yeah, you don't have to vote for the steroid users. Or like you'll send a message by voting for people that don't, you know, don't have that uh, albatross yeah. hanging on there. Well, that's not why he's not voting. He's not voting to get at the goat of all the other writers. Yeah. He he says that he says that there aren't any Hall of Fame worthy candidates this year, and I mean I I disagree. And uh, okay, like personal political things aside, I'm gonna just read some names, guys that are eligible: Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, Hoffman, like I mentioned, Kurt Schilling. The man's a Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter what he did off the field and the stupid things that he said. Go back and look at his career. Yeah, he belongs I, in the Hall of Fame. I have I still have issues. I'm still on the fence about. The off the field stuff, I kind of, I don't know. That's kind of a tricky subject. Well, I mean, in his in his case, he's just said some stupid stuff. He hasn't, you well, know, he said a lot of stupid stuff, uh, racist it, stuff, and all that. Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, if you're not gonna let Schilling in, you need to go back and take Ty Cobb out. Well, we didn't have Twitter and. No, nah, but Ty Cobb didn't. Uh, there's plenty of instances where, I mean, stories that have been handed out through the years and things that were in newspapers when he went into the stands and beat the living hell out of a fan. Yeah. And nearly killed a man. So, I mean. If, well, then if, he should be taken out. Uh, I'll, I'll be, I'm for that. So, uh, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Edgar Martinez, Lee Smith, Fred McGriff, uh, Sammy Sosa. These guys are all, are all very. Uh, McGriff the crime First baseman? First baseman. (laughs) These guys are all very deserving of the Hall of Fame. Um, And then newcomers, Vladimir Guerrero, he definitely belongs. Manny Ramirez belongs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez definitely belongs in there. And, you know, a a strong case can be made for uh, some other guys, Maglio Ordonez and Jorge Posada. I'll make the Maglio Ordonez case. Yeah? His name is Maglio. Come on. That's a cool name. That's the coolest name I've heard all morning. And there was a curtain there. <laughs> Tough competition. And maybe a guy named Mike. <laughs> so John. you know, I just I I just read off well over ten names. Yeah. You know, these guys are all very deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. And yeah, you could do something. Murray Chass is is keeping them from from being part of that, and he's really ruining it for other baseball writers too. Because what's going to happen is in a few years, the Hall of Fame's finally going to get tired of this. Right. And they're going to decide entries on their own. They're going to take it away from the baseball writers, and everyone's going to have guys like Murray Chass to blame. Yeah, and and yeah, that might happen because like we've found, we've learned over the past few years that uh, baseball traditions are not untouchable. Right. You know. Yeah. We we've added video reviews, we've added coaches challenges, we've added uh, all kinds of stuff. We've taken, we've added uh, you know pitch clocks. Or whatever that is, yeah. like the the uh, whatever you call it, the pace the, of play stuff. Yeah, 
play clocks. Yeah. Well, hell, I mean, we didn't have wild card games until the 90s, and baseball oh. purists hated it when it came in. Now yeah. they can't wait for it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's exciting, and it's... I still hate the one-game playoff. Yeah, I hate. Yeah, I hate that too because that can bite you. Yeah, I hate it too. I mean, I liked it when. Yeah, the, I, yeah. Tom has real reason to hate it. I, well, I do like that. I do love that the Jays beat the Orioles in it, but right. I still think the Jays would have won a three-game series. Oh, I do too. But but yeah, no, it's. Yeah, yeah. It the, gets ratings. Base, baseball traditions are not safe. So yeah, yeah it, right. It, it's it's very possible, and I I am rooting for the Hall of Fame to take away the baseball writers vote. And now they will be announcing the winners on July 18th, which I believe is a Wednesday or July, January 18th. I want it to be summer so bad, guys. Yeah, it's about 300 degrees below zero in this basement right now, which is impossible. Uh, what is absolute zero in Kelvin? You know, what? Uh, I think it's negative 473. I was looking up the Andromeda galaxy right before we started to go because it has a lot to do with sports. In fact, it's also known as Messier 31. But he Although, didn't wear no, the number 31. Yeah, Mark Messier wore 11. They need to change the name of the galaxy. They do. We should start a petition. I'm just going to search for... Those always work. I'm going to search for M11, see if it's a cool galaxy. You guys go on about sports. I'm going to look this up. Anyway, yeah, this baseball writer is a complete dink, and uh, <laughs> I think he should have his vote taken away. Yeah. Oh, my God. An open star cluster, also known as the wild duck cluster. I'm glad I looked this up. All right, back to you. Mark, the wild duck messier. And here's Michael with sports. Wow. Anyway, so they're going to make the announcement on January 18th, and uh, I believe we are going to make a little announcement, too. It's something I suggested last night. And Tom's I, And pregnant. an idea we've kicked around. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, no. We've been talking, and I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, about doing Ballpark Bros After Dark. Yes. So After the, drunk. The four of us, Eric included, uh, we work second shift at the same place. And sometimes it's after, NASA. It's uh, NASA. It's NASA. Yeah, yeah, we work at NASA. I mean, we're not supposed, supposed to say to be it. secret. Yeah, but whatever. You but know what's going to happen now? They're going to kick you out of NASA. No, they need us. They need everyone they can get. Eric's looking at something on his computer. The show's title is NASA Bros now, right? What are, you, what are you giggling about? I don't know. I, he scrolled up. I can't see. <laughs> oh, man. I was typing in the words episode. He's typing in the keywords. And somehow, without thinking about it, Dink ended up as one of the <laughs> Yes. Dink? And he, he put Dink as, as one of the keywords for today's episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, people you were just, looking for Dink Radio. You were just typing what you were hearing, and then, like, that's funny. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. All right. So Baseball. Uh, we've discussed doing uh, Ballpark Bros After Dark, and basically it's us, possibly at a bar, definitely at a bar, getting wasted De- talking sports. Definitely drinking somewhere <laughs> yeah. with microphones. Um, yep. So I pitched the idea of doing one when they when they announce who makes the Hall of Fame, because that will that will definitely be a good conversation for, for liquor. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, I was thinking we could do a post-Super Bowl show. Uh, oh, so boy. Hopefully we'll have two after dark shows. Depends on who's in that. And yeah, depends on who's in that game. Probably if the Steelers and or Packers make it, we will likely not do a show. Yeah, Um, that would be insufferable. If the Steelers win, I will be insufferable anyway. So we might as well get it on. Yeah, whoever wins, you'll do a solo show for your team. I'll I'll sleep in. I don't. I don't think I was insufferable when the Cubs won. Well. 
you were mildly insufferable. Let's ask the listeners. Listeners, was I insufferable when the Cubs won? If Michael was insufferable, get on our Facebook page and let us know. That's something slash something ballpark bros or whatever dot com. I actually think we talked about it less. I think we talked about it less than other shows did. Yeah, probably. We had other stuff that yeah we cared about. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I was that insufferable. So it's in the Scutum constellation. Ooh, oh, you can't say that word on this show. <laughs> this is getting greater. Like I'm just man. Eric, lo- take his computer away. I love this galaxy. Just just unplug it. <laughs> just shut off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'll be stuck with just this page. <laughs> I know. At least, we, at least we can stop it here. Oh man. Oh, this has really got away from me. Um, I know. So Murray Chess, uh, hopefully either uh, he gets his vote taken away or his hands fall off. Either way. Murray Chess, do your job. Leprosy is fine. Yeah, he could go play with armadillos. Is that what gives you leprosy? What? There's an animal in the United States that you probably shouldn't touch, and I don't remember which one it is. Well, I hope it's not armadillos because those things are awesome. Yeah, armadillos are great. Any thoughts on armadillos, Michael? No. What What do you have? I'm fairly indifferent towards armadillos. Terribly sorry. I don't, uh, I don't have a lot to add to this part. That's 270 Celsius, Tom, 459 um, uh, Fahrenheit. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's all we got on Murray Chass and Armadillos. Armadillos and, and Absolute Zero and Absolute the Andromeda Zero. Galaxy and the Wild Duck Cluster. Moving on. So you know the term, the rich get richer? It definitely applies to the Cavaliers. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sure does. They just made a deal for the Atlanta Hawks sharpshooter Kyle Korver, uh, sending Mike Dunleavy and Mo Williams, who I believe is retired. So now they have less Williams. I thought he was a globetrotter. Plus, uh, possibly. Less Williams. No, Mo. Do you get it? Please stop. Do you get it? Mo Williams, Mo Problems. Anywho. (laughs) So, uh, they... They sent Mo Williams and Mike Dunleavy. Mike Dunleavy's trying to get out of it and hasn't reported yet. I think it's Mike Dunleavy. I don't know. It's one of those lesser-known Cavs players that was just kind of along for the ride last year. And I believe pro- they called them role players. And a just, top 10 yeah, protected so draft pick. Yeah, that's what they call you in sprots when like you're just there. For, you're, you're not you're, good, but you're there. You're a role player. Yeah, That's what they call you. Your role might be sitting on the bench you're, you're, for 60 minutes. You're out there LARPing with a hockey stick. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're still getting paid 500000 a year. Yeah, right. You get league minimum. Yeah. Man, we've talked about it. I take league minimum to have an ERA of 234 in Major League Baseball. Um, yeah, it'd be like Leela from that episode of yeah. Futurama. But I've got bean, a no-hitter going. Bean, bean. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the Cavs, they're just they're pretty unstoppable as it is. They, they are dropping games here and there, but I don't think... I don't want to say that a team's never playing to win, but they're so much better than the rest of the Eastern Conference that I don't think they're necessarily giving it their all against a team like you know Chicago as opposed to when they go out and play Golden State or San Antonio. Yeah, they're they're giving it their sum. Yeah, they kind of just ex- they're phoning it in. They kind of expect to win, probably. Yeah, yeah, that can happen, probably. Um, and so it, it has led to a few upsets here and there, but I, you know, I still feel like uh, they're definitely the team to beat. And uh, I mean, they're head, they're head and shoulders above Toronto, who is the second best team. And actually, Toronto, yeah, Toronto had a pretty intense game the other night, um, Saturday night. They lost in overtime, uh, one twenty three to one eighteen to the Bulls. Um, DeRozan had thirty six points and eight rebounds in the loss for Toronto. 
and Jimmy Butler had 42 points and 10 rebounds leading Chicago to the win. I am excited to go see Jimmy Butler when we go. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Like, I want to see D-Wade, but I'm really excited to see Jimmy Butler. I'm excited to hear about you <laughs> seeing Jimmy Butler. Sorry, Tom. Someone had to work. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm just going to sit there. Just watch other people type. Just to spite us. Yeah. I won't be there to yell at him, so. That's true. So, uh, Chicago looks like they might be getting it together uh, after a rough stretch. Um, they had fallen out of our power rankings last week. Uh, maybe they can work their way back in. Um, well, they're going to have to try hard. They didn't fall out of mine. I just never shared them. That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, they're going to have to try really hard to get past my New York Knicks. Should we look at the standings, Tom? Yeah, because I know that my team stinks. <laughs> yeah, your Knicks are 17 and 20. Yeah, that's not bad, considering. Considering what? Considering I expected them to be worse than that. Okay. I mean, they were bad last year. They were bad the year before that. They're going to be bad forever. <laughs> and I think I'm just finally now accepting it, after years of not having acknowledged that I even like basketball. After years of forgetting they were my favorite team. <laughs> yeah, his fandom has come to a grinding halt after a couple of weeks. Um, so that that game between Toronto and Chicago wasn't the only wasn't the only good one. There were a lot of clunkers in NBA this weekend, but it wasn't the only good one. Um, on Friday, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Warriors one twenty eight to one nineteen. That game also went to overtime. Uh, Mike Conley had 27 points and 12 assists for the Grizz, and Steph Curry dropped 40 points for the Warriors. He Ouch. should pick them back up and put them in the basket. Yeah, what was he thinking? Can what was turn, he thinking? Can we turn his mic off? Oh, I thought we did. I, yeah, we gave Tom the bad mic well, this nah, time. Hold on, let me, let me get it. Now, I'm, I'm shouting so that I come in on other people's mics. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, we believe that we have addressed the uh, sound issues that have plagued us over the last three episodes. If we hadn't. If we haven't, let us know. Yeah. We don't listen to this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we live it. Why well, listen to it? Right. Uh, is, that, is that what you're going with? <laughs> yeah. I lived it, man. I was there. I lived the cast. I just don't like the sound of my voice. That's why I don't listen. Well, yeah. that makes four of us. No, we, uh, Michael and I, I know, usually do listen to the show afterwards because there's always things, there. you know, there are always things to improve. There are also times that we say infactual things, unfactual yes. things. Yeah, and we'll note, and we may not always, like sometimes on the on the drive out from here when we're done, we'll realize that sometimes it'll be later when we listen to the show so we can get on, you know, Facebook and say, hey, we screwed up. I made a mistake. We never should have fired George Newman. That was like that time that... that... <laughs> That I screwed up uh, with uh, Jake, saying that Jake Long and Jake Chris Long and Chris Long were the same person on the same team and injured. But then I, it turned out that you didn't actually say that. I've I've never seen the two in the same place together. So they're in the same division. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Fun fact. Each one of us said something incorrect last show, and none of us acknowledged it afterwards. That's a ballpark bros first. And I'm not. And I'm not going to tell anyone what it was. Oh, that's good. Uh, I'm going to need to know later. You're going to have to tell me later. Yep. Well, it wasn't so much that we each said it. It's that one of us said it and no one stopped him. That you said it and I got, nobody stopped you. I got a new game uh, New game for the listeners. Is is We're, we're going to intentionally say something wrong every episode. <laughs> like just a wrong fact here or there. And we need you to call us out. Uh, and you'll win a prize. Yeah. Uh, like case in point, I might say that Grayson Allen is a good guy. 
Mm-hmm. Why would you say that? Yeah, I, well, I'm just saying, for example, that's one of the things that I could say. Because? And then I, I, w- I would just, you know, Grace Allen is a good guy. And then the fa- and then people would go to our Facebook and they would say, no, Michael, you're wrong. And here's why. Because Grace and Allen keeps tripping people on the basketball court because he's an entitled little punk. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, it's it's annoying. He got that one he got that indefinite indefinite, indefinite suspension that lasted for one game. One, yeah. <laughs> and then he came right back and started kicking people again. Yeah, came right back. And this time, I mean, hey, fair I'll give the, I'll give the kid points. He didn't try to trip anybody. No, he tried to kick a BC player in the jewels. Yeah, right. We'll put video up of this on the Facebook. I this is getting ridiculous. It is. And I would punk. think I would think that a coach like Mike Shashevsky would have done something about well, this by now. He's like Draymond Green gets yeah. away with it. Yeah, this is his role model, I guess. This is why he got into the NBA. I mean, there are guys, I guess, that got into the NHL to hit people. Yeah, sure. But usually, yeah, you but, usually don't get into the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's a context but you're sport. You're allowed to do that, right? Yeah. It's a context sport. Yeah, no one goes in the NBA to kick people in the junk. Grayson Allen is like, oh, I'm gonna go to Duke, get that, uh, get that pedigree, play for Coach K, and then I'll get drafted in the NBA and I'll kick all of the players in their jewels. Yeah, I'll just kick and trip my career away. Yeah, it's it's happened. He's he's tripped four players over the course of two years, got the suspension, and in his very first game back, tried to kick someone in the jewels. I just looked him up on the Google. You just saw his face for the first time. I, you're right. I do want to punch it. I yep. told Tom. I told these guys. I, I asked them, "What do you know about Grayson Allen?" And they each knew. They each kind of knew about the tripping stuff. It sounds like you're saying Gray's Anatomy every freaking time. It's <laughs> Grayson it's Allen driving me nuts. Uh, they each knew about the tripping thing, and I said, "Look up his picture because you're gonna want to punch him in the face." But make sure you don't punch your computer. The urge is going to be that strong. He will look like a guy who is tripping and kicking people. Yes, he looks like a guy that would trip someone on a basketball court. Like, imagine, close your eyes and imagine a man who will trip and kick somebody on a basketball court. And yeah. this is, open your eyes and this is what you see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold his picture up to my microphone and it will come through. <laughs> and you will want to punch your headphones. I mean, think about, think about like your, your local YMCA league. Yeah. He's the guy that could have gone pro if his knee hadn't been blown out. Yeah. <laughs> it got blown out from tripping so many people. Right, he's blowing out other people's knees. He just like he has that he has that that vibe about him like one day, you know, in so, in some YMCA league, he's going to be, yeah, I used to play at Duke and people are going to be like, yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, whatever. Well, see, <sighs> show it. Show it to us. We we don't get those stories anymore because the internet. I know. You can look up and say, "Oh, he did quote play at Duke." I had a I had a health teacher in middle school that played for the Dallas Cowboys uh, on one of their 1970s Super Bowl teams. Uh, that's that's what he told all of us. Um, and then he got arrested for child molestation. Wow, <laughs> that story took a turn. <laughs> didn't yeah, it? I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric just needs to know, did he actually play for the Cowboys? I have no idea. Yeah, I... when, no matter what Super Bowl or any championship team you played for, you're not going to be remembered for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you will not be remembered for that. Just thought I'd share that story with you guys. All right, well, thank you. Well, one of the gym teachers we appreciate it. At, at the high school we went to uh, had a tryout with the Steelers and didn't touch little boys. So Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, oh my god, nope. Nah. Nope. <laughs> My brain just remembered that I was that I was on a hot mic. <laughs> That's a ballpark bros first, you guys. I realized that what I was about to say was really dumb. <laughs> I cut myself off. All right, moving on. So what what is what is the answer with with Grey's Anatomy? Suspend him more. Actual indefinite uh, suspension. Yeah, yeah, like or or a definite suspension I, yeah, of I was this thinking, many games. I was thinking a definite suspension. Uh, yeah, no, no Grey's Anatomy for Duke. Yep, he's not allowed to watch Unse- it. <laughs> you said it. Now I'm doing it. Yep. Uh, no, no Grace and Allen uh, at Duke for I don't know 15 games. How many games are in a uh, uh, college season? Twenty something. Oh, that's how I thought. And how many have they played? Oh, I don't know. But I'm saying 15 because it's, right. it's five for every incident. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, he's not allowed to play in the tournament. That would also be good. Ooh, yeah, yeah, uh, bar him from tournament play. And, I, would, I mean, they're going to be in the I tournament. I would be in favor of that. My watch did something, and I dropped my tablet. <sighs> <laughs> I, think they, <laughs> I think they might be working in concert for yeah. some reason. You like, are, <laughs> your tablet was like, hey, distract them. You are... I'm getting out of here. Like, <laughs> you're like a 200-year-old man yeah. who just got a bunch of new technology for Christmas. He does. He I has am all these, a 200-year-old man. He has all these got, gadgets over here. Dropping yeah, yeah I've, the got, I've got the watch. I've got the, the tablet, the wireless keyboard. And he's, he can't balance all I don't that know responsibility. What I don't know what I'm doing, man. You got all that stuff for Christmas, and, and all of my stuff broke, so I've just got my phone. <laughs> Poor Tom. Yeah, but but you got a Commander Riker doll, Tom. I did. Yes, he did. I did get yeah. a Commander Riker doll. Michael came through with an amazing Christmas present for Tom there with the Commander Riker doll. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and imitate for all of you out there the noise that Tom made when he opened the Commander Riker doll. Hey, let me take my headphones off because it was kind of squeaky. <laughs> it was. It really was. It was kind of. <laughs> it was. It was real. It was real genuine glee. I was there. <laughs> It was the first time I've ever felt Christmas joy. <laughs> Tom yeah. found the Christmas spirit. Yeah, Tom had only had a couple of drinks by that point. That day so it wasn't his even... heart grew three yeah, that was sizes. Early. Yeah, that day his heart grew three sizes. Can we talk about that for a second? All right. Which Everybody one of the things? A, the, the, <laughs> we just every, went through a lot of stuff. Everybody's all, oh, the Grinch learned something. No, the Grinch has a serious, serious medical condition. Yeah. Do you know what happens to you when your heart grows three times? Yeah, you don't live. You don't live super long. They just sang him a song. No, take him to the hospital. Take him to the hospital. There you go. No, stop. No, we're done. Nobody uh, seemed to mic. realize it was an issue that his heart grew. <laughs> this is a serious, serious medical thing. Yeah. I when I when I realized that I never watched The Grinch the same way again. I mean, my goodness. Usually I would cheer. Yeah, I was cheering for him to see. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yay. Was like, as many presents as you can. Now I'm just like, bro, take care of yourself. <laughs> Although he was abusive towards his dog, so yeah, he's still kind of a yeah. Jerk. That's true. Yeah, I can't really. So root many words for him. that I wanted to say just there. I know you. You really did a good job of catching yourself. Yeah, he actually had the tongue on the D. <laughs> yeah, like you could actually hear it. You can hear when someone's preparing for a certain consonant. Yep. Tom, Tom had the D locked and loaded. <laughs> it was ready, ready to go. We have we have really no, got. <laughs> Remember that after dark show? In all fairness, I forgot the phone was on my lap. So this is our after dark show. This is our before dark show. So uh, well, oh my god, clumsy bros. Yeah, dropping phones, bros. 
what's man. what's next on the on the actual thing? On the yeah. actual uh, NHL quick hits, which the, means we're going to talk about that uh, Jackets Wild game, and then the Jackets. It was a Wild Jackets game. The Capitals. Wild Jackets game, and then the Jackets Capitals game. I thought we talked about the Jackets in the Wild. I think we. Did, I think we previewed it, didn't we? Or did we actually talk about the? Out- oh no, we did talk about we the. We did outcome. talk about it. No, oh no, I'm sorry. No, what I wanted to talk about was what they've done since then. Yes, there sorry, you know. they lost twice. They lost twice, but I also want to talk about the what, what the Wild have done since. They also then. won once, though. Did they play yesterday? Yes, they yes, did. They did. Yes, the uh, right. so the Columbus Blue Jackets since that since that Wild game and the, and then since you know winning the 16th straight, they fell one game short of the record. Uh, of, of, tying tying the rec- of tying the record with Pittsburgh, the Yager Lemieux Pittsburgh ninety two ninety three ninety two yeah yeah something like that uh, and uh, yeah seventeen so th- games yeah that the record is seventeen and uh, they they got to sixteen before losing to the Washington Capitals five nothing and I figured if anyone's gonna do it it'll be the Caps yeah and then they and it's then who uh, who they play they? the Rangers and they were yes up they played three to one yes they were we. Uh, when we we were out of town about we'll talk about those games in a minute but uh we were out of town looking at the out of town scoreboard at, at our arena and uh you know I'm watching that score climb back up and I, I turned to Tom I was like Tom the Rangers tied it at, at three and then they tied it at four and then they ended up beating Columbus in regulation five to four yeah so that was you know that sucks for I Columbus. watched a little bit of that game. And yeah. it seemed like Columbus was still kind of crushed. Yeah, right. And they played yesterday, and they had to go to overtime to win. But uh, the Jackets did win again. They had like their, I don't know how many times this season they've lost two in a row. I think it's just twice now or something like that. Um, uh, it can't be many. But uh, but yeah, yeah, the Jackets, uh, they played uh, Philadelphia last night, who's been who's been good at points. They've had good uh, good streaks here and there. Actually, Tom and I, uh, when we were in uh, Newark this past weekend, one of our Uber drivers was... Uh, a big Flyers and Eagles fan. He's a big Philadelphia everything, and he's like, <laughs> he's like trying to sell us on, on going to Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is where he's from. No, nope. I know, and I was like, nah, I, that place I, is not really. I've well. been there. It's, it I mean, it's, well, it's just not, like a smaller Toledo. It also has to do with where we work and our dealings with people from yeah. Allentown. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, He's just he 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 had a lot of pride for Allentown. I'm sure I'm sure you guys out there in Allentown are great, but he's like, <laughs> it just seems like all all the uh, things to sell us on. It's like come to Allentown. It's like why wouldn't I just go to Philly? Now I gotta ask you guys. While you were there, were you telling people about the show? Oh yeah. Do we have new listeners in Newark? Well, I don't know about that. They're they're. <laughs> You got to be persistent I'll, about this kind of thing. I'll be honest, yeah. I was drunk. Make them get 100% their phone, of the time. Make them get their phones out and yeah, watch right. them like our page. Yeah. Hey, if you want five stars on this Uber ride, you're going to check out Ballpark Bros. Right. Now, if you want five stars on an Uber ride in Newark, you're just going to show up. Yeah, right. <laughs> or know where you're going? Yeah, or know yeah. where you're going or know where the only uh, professional sports stadium in town is located and which streets close on a game day cuz this can't be the first time you pick somebody up after a Devils game. Damn it. <laughs> we Tom and I had some issues with some drivers that we won't name because I don't remember their names. Phil, Steve, Willie, Willie came through for Willie, us though. Willie was the Willie was the guy who got us back. To, what did he drive? Uh, Toyota Camry. Yeah. So if you get Willie with the Toyota Camry, you know. Is he uh, the one that got you to the stadium? No, he's the one that got us home from the stadium. Yeah, he's the one who figured out uh, which roads were still open, and he got us He got us back to our hotel. Nice. 
<laughs> Good job, Willie. Yeah, thank you, Willie. He had a he had a well deserved four point eight star rating. And so. I boosted it because I gave him five. Yep, he was a good guy. He looked like Vin Diesel. Caleb Maybe it out. was Vin Diesel. Yeah, he said he was. He was kind of funny. I told him he should drive like Vin Diesel and jump over these other cars. <laughs> he was a good guy. You know, I like Vin Diesel. I just don't like Vin Diesel's movies. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a great actor. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's funny. Um, he's a, he's a fun dude. Like he's he's really good in in the in the Riddick series. But I know most people don't really like the Riddick series. I liked one of them. I um, liked I liked the first two. I haven't seen the the third one or fourth uh, yeah. one or third or whatever it is. But yeah, and the first Fast and Furious was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was actually it's funny to go back and watch that movie and see like how tame it was compared yeah, yeah. to all the crap they did after it. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was they just had a, street racing. No, there was, there was an actual story in that one. Yeah, well, they had no budget, so you have to write a story when you have no budget. Right. But anyways, Jesus. Uh, we've, been, we've gone off the rails Good so, on you, Willie, so for getting times. us back to the hotel uh, uh, after the hockey yeah. sport. That yeah, we so saw Col- Columbus did that. They had two losses, and they had an overtime win. What yeah. did the Minnesota Wild do? Uh, they were 2-1. and one. Their one was an overtime loss. Okay, um, so they got points. Through, that came yeah. at Los Angeles. Yeah, out of six points, they got five. That's one on that's with all only, three. Actually, you know, all three games on were on were on the road. Oh, really? So, yeah, at San Jose and at Anaheim were the two wins. Oh, and, so that's impressive. They took a California trip and they came yeah, out with five yeah, points. That's yep. pretty impressive. So, for mean, me, I just don't think that the as good as the Wild have been, I don't think they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs because they never do. Well, they're they're going to get there and they're going to disappoint everyone. I think they might win a at least one series. I think they're sort of like the they feel like the Blues of the last couple years to me. Yeah, where it's like, yeah. hey, nobody knows we're here, nobody cares about us, but right. we're going to play anyways. And uh, you know, they finally got the two the one hundred the two one hundred million dollar men. Yeah, working up there with, between <laughs> Parisi and Suter. But, Boo. <laughs> Tom still boos Parisi because he left. Uh, he he left uh, the Devils hand in hand with Suter, matching Corvettes or whatever, driving up to <laughs> Soda. Oh man! No, they hadn't gotten the payday yet. It was yeah. matching Mazda Miatas. Yeah, there you go, matching Miatas. <laughs> so, uh, quick quick look at the scoreboard. Uh, the the Penguins beat the Lightning six to two yesterday. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they really walloped them. Um, the Lightning. Uh, and- they kind of slipped. That was without a goal from Sidney Crosby. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure without a goal from Melkin, too. Yeah, Tampa's way down there uh, in the standings at, like, overall league 21, uh, you know, 20, 21st spot. They're uh, several positions out of the wild card. They right. got Toronto, Carolina, and Florida ahead of them. Toronto's been playing really good uh, the past uh, 10 games. Yeah. Crosby did have two assists. He though. did, but you know, but a you got, real uh, a real top line player would have scored two goals. But yeah, I mean, Tampa. I think we all expected Tampa to be better, but uh, Tom picked him to represent the Eastern Conference. But let's, they, but they got in. But they got injuries, right? That Tom didn't see coming. I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna talk about picks gone awry, we all picked Dallas to go pretty far. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we picked picked Seguin to win something like the heart or something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been interesting. Uh, um, they did just squeak into the playoff picture recently. Oh yeah, and then right um, back out. <laughs> no, I mean they're still in. They're still in the picture. They they're popped not... their head in the door. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, you still having a playoff? Hey, what's going on? Oh mind man, if, mind, mind if we watch? 
Are we doing our so, so, so should we do our game reports now? On uh, our weekend out there? Well, I, I thought you guys would do them when you do All the right, stadium. Yeah, we'll do it later. Yeah. Okay. Um right now though, I think we ought to do our NHL power rankings. Yeah. Power rankings. Are we all going to do one, or are we just going to let Tom do his? Can I do mine? We'll let Tom do his, and then I'll tell him where he's wrong. And all then right. I'll tell you where you're wrong. Yeah. And then Eric will tell me where I'm wrong, and we'll laugh at him. To borrow a joke from Tim and Eric, you start, I'll interrupt. <laughs> go ahead, Tom. I will go ahead, Tom. I don't know if you guys have seen on the Facebook when we make, when we make picks. I've I've, <laughs> I've 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 gotten around to saying who's wrong, and, who's, who's wrong, and who's Tom, who's right, yeah, who's or, right. yeah, who's right, and who's Tom. Even yeah. though Tom is like. No, here's the, every Beat time I crap out of us. Every time I've used it, Tom's been the loser that week. Yeah, well, Uh-oh. because we've had one. I've been the only one with any differing picks. Yeah. But you've been wrong. So it's who's <clears throat> right and who's Tom. Okie dokie. <laughs> my uh, my my power rankings. Number thirty. No, just just ten. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, we don't have time for that crap. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> nobody. Number ten. Ten. <laughs> Edmonton. What? The Oilers. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. We did get to see them this weekend. Uh, hand, yeah. hand it to the Devils. Ottawa got to hand it to them the, yesterday. Uh, that made me happy. The Oilers, they're on this list because they're in the Pacific and they're... I thought they were in uh, no, they're Alberta. Over, yeah. The Pacific Division. They freeze the Pacific, oh. and they go and play. Okay, yeah. I understand. Continue. Um, yeah, they're playing good hockey. They're shooting the puck a lot. I mean, a lot. Connor McDavid is terrifying. And I've gotten to see him. Uh, Tom Tom has gotten to see him once this year. I got to see him twice this year, and he's just terrifying. He he just, when he has the puck, like, I've been at a, and these were both, you know, away games for Edmonton. When he has the puck, everyone just, like, holds their breath. It's really scary. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you see, and if he gets the puck in the neutral zone, yeah, you're dead. It's a bad thing. Yeah, he had so many rushes to the net uh, in that game against the Devils. Didn't score though. He didn't score, so he's zero two for me. <laughs> good. <laughs> anyway, so they're they're playing good hockey. They're they have got a high powered offense, which you would expect. From 17 number one overall picks. Yes. Yeah. They've been pretty good um, lately, too. They're 6-2-2 two, and two over their last 10. It's brought them up to 49 points on the year. Yep. They're really they're, killing it. I mean, they're also my number 10. That's how I know these stats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on. Number nine. Uh, I'm not going to do it for the rest. Of the right. I'm tired. Not feeling <laughs> it today. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Also my number nine. The Good Ducks. Also, NHL, also the NHL's number nine. Yep. <laughs> they're, I mean. Don't go to NHL.com right now, you guys. They're playing. Wait till we're done. They're playing all right. They're playing well. They're they're in second place in the Pacific, which <laughs> the the top three teams in the Pacific are the seven, eight, and, or the or eight, nine, and ten teams in the league. Yeah. And in my power rankings. Ooh. So now we know what's coming up next for you. Everyone went to the uh, NHL standings and just wrote down one through ten. My, I, mine, mine is. I made a couple that, of flip flops so, yeah. on the fly. So here's what I did. I would have already uh, bumped up a team from outside, a team that's all the way down. I think in sixteenth, I would bump the Toronto Maple Leafs into tenth based on their last ten games. Yeah. They are seven, two, and one. I was thinking about that. They are just yeah. right outside of my top ten. Yes, I I feel like I would put them at ten. It should be seven, three, and one. I would put them at ten, or right outside it. 
not down at yeah. N- yeah, no, they they are definitely much better than their current standards. Absolutely, but that's partly because of the teams ahead of them yeah. are just so good. They've been playing incredibly well. We got to see an Austin Matthews goal this weekend. Um, I had my eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, Tom was crying already because Corey Schneider let him down. <laughs> he let us all down. Uh, Have the Devs ever won a game you've been to? Yeah. They won three to nothing, Tom's and been, they won five to four. Yep. Okay. Tom's been the five Devils game, so he's got a good enough <laughs> amount of games that there should be a win in there. Five, six, six. Had to be six. You went two this weekend. You've been to two with me, and two others without me, right? Oh yeah. Well, what what were the scores of the two that you went to? Um, they lost by a goal each time. All right. So then they're two and four. <laughs> there you go. And they've and they're uh, they're zero oh and four since I've been to a game with either. Or with you, Michael. So stop so going to Devils games. David was there too. I know, but I saw a win when I was there with David in Pittsburgh. But then it got broken, and now he's the curse. No, you're the curse. You've anyway, number number him. seven is the San Jose Sharks. I don't know why they named their team after. Are we at person. seven? Eight. Number eight. Yeah, there you go. See, you're not doing these numbers. Number anymore. eight. Thank you. The San Jose Sharks. They're. Uh, the top in the Pacific, they're they're doing really well. They're on a one game win streak. That's um, impressive. I know. Um, they won. A, they won six, one six three and one over their last ten. Though yeah, they, they got one whole game in a row. Uh, they're up and down. They're up and down. Um, but again, there's. I like that song. Yeah. Um, the wheels on the butt. That I want. Yeah, no, that's the one. Um, you know, they're on top of the Pacific, so they're hot and then they're cold. They're in and then they're out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the Sharks are still a good team. And they'll, they'll continue to be good, and, and I feel like they'll go deep into the playoffs this year. Um, but, again, yeah. it's 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 hard to put them any higher because the East is just so, so strong well, this year. It, oh, plus you got two teams in the West with better records, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to do a thing like that. Uh, at number seven, seven? Seven. Number, yes. Minnesota Wild. They did. They they had the long streak, and then they they lost, and then they got right back to the winning ways. Um, did you flip flop them with the caps? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I should though. I think maybe he has but them a lot lower than I do. <laughs> they, well, I mean, they were on that streak. Uh, it was Devin Dubnik's streak more than it was anything. Yeah, he won what twelve games in a row on that. Yeah, and it and. I don't know. It's it's again. It's a thing where, where what do I see them doing for the next uh, stretch of the season? Eric's knocking Eric's knocking art off the walls. Yeah. We have to point it out to you. He's and and, now and he failing to put, put it, it back, back up back too. Up. I think you should just take it with you to the bathroom where I <laughs> assume you're going. <laughs> yeah. So the Wild are uh, they're still going strong. They're at number seven. Eight one and one in their last ten. Yeah. Well, and but. But uh, yeah, we got some six other... of those games were from the streak, you know. Right, and I. Uh, so why? But why? You're discounting the streak. I want to know why. Because I don't like them. <laughs> because he likes other teams. If more, Murray like... Cass is allowed to turn in a blank form, then we I can spent, put the and minis- we just spent 15 minutes blasting him for it. So yeah, but strap it, in, Tom. But at least I'm putting the Wild on my yeah right rankings. <laughs> yeah, he's at least filling it out with teams. And names. Uh, number six. Numbers six through one are all blank. <laughs> number six through one are all the Blue Jackets. <laughs> uh, no, I got Washington at number six. Yeah. They 
stop the Blue Jacket streak. They beat the crap out of the Devils recently. They and beat a good Ottawa team recently. They beat Ottawa, and it's, I mean, they're goaltending also out of this world again this year. And, you know, they've, you know, yeah. they've got all of the pieces to go to the playoffs and then forget how to play again. <laughs> I made Tom uh, face palm so hard at the first Devils game um, with this terrible joke that I had to buy him a beer. That really is our goal in life. It was. Yeah, so they were lighting up Corey Schneider. It was 4 nothing at first. And uh, I said, he really needs to get off the schneid. Good and work, David. Sound... <laughs> you guys can't hear the that silence? a 10-second silence there. And, and the sound you hear is, yeah, all of our listeners slapping their slapping themselves in the head with their iPhones. There's going to be a lot of calls tomorrow to Apple asking for... Uh, I had I had something where I wanted to illustrate how long uh, a certain length of time is later on in the show, and I know that we can't do the silence thing, so I've been trying to figure out how to do it, and I think I'm going to need one of you to go, until I tell you to stop. I, I can do that. I don't think our listeners would enjoy it, go, but I can do that. Just go, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Because we can't, we we, we can't do, do your silences because we cut them yeah. out. So we need, I need something to show you guys exactly how long something is. But so we'll we'll figure that out between now and when we get to that point of the show. But uh, <laughs> we are now at number five, right, Tom? Uh yeah, yeah. We're at number five. Uh, we're gonna go with the Chai Blackhawks. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It's kind of down there. Yeah. Um, I but mean, I can see, I can see it because I know what other teams are left. And uh, it's, it's I can see it. Yeah, it's it's really just. It's funny because they have so many points. Yeah, they're the top team in the league, but they in in uh, in or, the or West. The, yeah, in the West. But it's just they've not been good lately. There are there are three teams that have more points in the East. They do not win their games in impressive fashion all the time. Either, no, they, and that's what kind of that's what kind of would hold them back for me. Um, is that, you know, yeah, they find a way, and that's always great because you get a win out of it. But, like, if people are complimenting you with they find a way to win, yeah. well, that's that's kind of a problem. It's problematic because you should come out having already found a way to win right. well, and it's, before the game starts. Like, that's just kind of saying, like, oh, they're hanging on, you know, but they're the top team in the West. Uh, they're not just hanging on. They're playing very well. It's just that the East still exists. Yeah. So I know a lot of our listeners aren't hockey people, and like a lot of them aren't basketball people. I know a lot of people tune in for the baseball and the NFL talk. But we're going to fix that. I'm going to, and I, and I and I want to, and that's why sometimes I want to bridge the gap like this. So talking about the way that Chicago wins games and saying they just find a way, you could equate that to how the Lions played this year with all of the fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah, right. Yeah, that is how Chicago does it. They're yeah. not dominating. They're 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 just they're getting they're doing just enough to win. Yeah. So and, you know, sometimes yeah, right. not even that. They uh they do have that uh you know, sixteen and four at home. They're they're always strong at home because they fill that stadium so easily. Um and they're gonna continue to win at home. I think their away play needs some work, but Yeah, they I was there for their fourth game of the season back there in Columbus where Columbus just handled them like you know, that was the beginning of everything for Columbus this yeah. year where I think they were like two and one at the time. But yeah, they, they have some issues. Um they're still probably gonna um I don't know. They'll they'll be in the Western Conference finals, I think, for sure. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's hard to see them anywhere else. Right. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard to see them anywhere else. Uh, but you know, it could also it could very easily be Anaheim and Minnesota. 
Yeah. In the in the fight. Yeah. And the, don't don't sleep on the blues yet. I mean right. or, or or San Jose and Minnesota, I meant. Um I think San Jose has a better chance of going back there uh than Anaheim. Re- yeah. Repeating as uh as conference uh, Western Conference champion participants at least. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you got at number four? Number four I've got the uh Montreal Canadiens. Ugh. Um But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um I agree, but ugh. Carey Price. The the story of the top teams in the league is goaltending. It's always goaltending. Yep. Carey Price, leading candidate again for the Vesna. Yeah. And it's hard to see anyone but maybe Sergei Bobrovsky winning it besides him. Yeah. They'd both be repeats, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's gonna be an interesting Vesna race. Yeah. Actually, what about what about Dubnik if he can and Dub and Dubnik if, if, if he, he continues playing? Yeah. yeah. If he continues in the in the manner he has been, it's Holtby. I mean, Holtby will be up there again. Yeah. All these guys. And Matt he, Murray could stay healthy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting to see when you know Jones. when they when they bring in the uh, the uh, finalists for that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd prefer to see somebody new win it. But yeah, you got to go with the best. And Carey Price is the best. You yeah. can't you can't get in his head. You, you know, watching Carey Price play, it's pretty fun. Actually, you can get in his head if you crash the net. If right. you continually crash the net, because that's how he got hurt. Right. If you last get into, year. you can get into his head by getting into his shins. Yeah, he because he, uh, he had that knee injury last year, and yeah. so if you crash the net, if you if you go hard to the net, he will get upset and he will punch Kyle Palmieri. <laughs> I mean, he will punch you. Even if Paul Mary's not out there, he's going to punch. He's going to yeah. find him. He's going to hit him. Former teammates there, right? Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking Camilleri. Yeah. Never mind. Camilleri played for the uh, Canadians before going to Calgary, is it? I believe so. But like I don't. Was yeah. Price there at that point? I don't know. Whatever. Who we'll cares? We'll find out. We'll give you the info on that. We probably won't because it doesn't no. matter. But. Well, I will just so that we're not wrong on the air. Oh, okay. You don't want to be wrong on the internet. No. Number three. Number three is the Penguins. Interesting. The Pittsburgh Penguins. The Pengos. They did just win that game there the other day, 6-2. to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, They are... See, that's a team that doesn't have to find ways, though. Yeah, they just, <laughs> they just win. That's a team who wins 6-2. to two. Now, they did lose massively to the Jackets they in a did. game, but yeah. the Jackets are probably higher on this list, I would think, than they are, so it all works out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that, I mean... You know, the Penguins winning in spite of playing guys like Sidney Crosby every night. I mean, yeah, it's, right. it's no 16, 17 games, but they have won five straight. Yeah. And they, you know, they just get tremendous play from all four lines every game. Yep. And it's hard to see a whole lot of teams beating them. Yeah, their role players are a little bit more than role players. Yeah. They like Sheary and guys like that, Russ. I mean, you've got Kessel on a third line. Uh-huh. He'd be second line on most other teams. Yeah. Probably most. He's a high minutes first. Logger. On, first on first on a couple like, um, like Florida or uh, Colorado. Uh, yep. Yeah, New Jersey probably. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean, the Penguins are not going anywhere on anybody's lists anytime soon. So they're here to stay. Unfortunately, number two, the New York Rangers. There you go. Lundqvist playing out of his mind after yes. some early season issues. Yeah, a lot of a lot of issues. Um, and Ranta, the the backup, yep. also playing. I always forget that's where he well. went. Yeah, Ranta's a, a fantasy stud. For and they me. are they. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they are still leading the league in uh, net goals. I think they're like plus fifty or something. Are you uh, talking about the differential? Yeah. Oh uh, no, they're under uh, they're under Columbus. Oh. 
They're oh. at like thirty nine. Well, that makes sense. But uh, they're uh, yeah, they're, they're second. Yeah. yeah, they're second <clears throat> in net goals. And you know, you're scoring all the time, and it's it's hard to keep up with a team that that can score four or five goals a game. Yeah, and to climb back against Columbus like that too, and win that game five to four like they did, like that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, four goals should win you any hockey game. Yeah, right. You shouldn't need five, and, um, but they can do five if they have to. Yeah, and yeah, so that's you know that's why they're number two on my list. And number one, the you Buffalo. All, Sa- you you all know who it's going to be. It's going to be the Columbus Blue Jackets. No questions there. Yeah, I mean, we love them. We talk about them all day. Sixteen game win streak. You, you know, you, they lost two in a row, but you have to lose at some point. Yeah, we've got the uh, NHL, uh, you know, subscription, and we watch these games every day. And I, I'm tuning. I find myself tuning into a Blue Jackets game almost every day. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's it. They're I, <laughs> hugely entertaining to watch without any real like top stars on their team. Yeah. Bobrovsky is their is their brightest star, and you know he's the goalie. Yeah, he's terrific. They're they're getting scoring from everywhere. Yeah, Wawrinski and guys like that. Yeah, Felino had that uh, overtime winner last night. It was that was a great. Yeah. It was a really good one. I mean, a, a team where Felino is your captain. Yeah, right. I always thought that I thought that was weird. Ottawa, of course, traded Felino to Columbus. Uh, I don't remember what we got for him. Um, I uh, oh, it might have been Commodore. Might have been part of it. Yeah, it bit, yeah, it was a while back. I think it was. I think Commodore might have been part of it. Then he goes. But uh, anyway, yeah. Anyways, I'm like Felino's the captain, and he man has he been a captain? He's been a terrific captain. Yeah, he's. I guess he he was like a what like second third liner in. Yeah, he was a fan favorite. Basically, yeah. he was a fan favorite. Like I loved him in Ottawa, and like he's. But he was a fan favorite because we had we had Spezza and Alfredson and he's, those he's guys. He's playing that role in in Columbus too, but he's. He just seems to have taken it to a higher level since being given the captaincy. Yeah, he's a leader. Every, he's, every time I go to a game, he has at least three points. Really? I've been I've been to five games. That's nuts. And he has like at least three points in every game. Yeah, it's insane. He's, yeah, it's, he's good. He's going out there and he's, you know, I don't know what he's like in the locker room, if he's a rah-rah type guy or not. But I feel like he is, just like looking at him on the ice and like stuff. He's a high-energy guy. He is. He really is a high-energy guy, so I have to assume he's that way in a locker room. And he's he's... Giving it his all every shift. He's he's yeah. out there 100%. He's leading by example on the ice. Yeah, he's terrific. I don't question I don't question that move anymore of putting the C on his yeah. on his chest. Yeah. And so that I mean for that reason and you know every other player on that team giving you know doing their part they're number one and they're number one in the league and they will be they're going to win the President's Trophy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they got three points on anybody else. I'm 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 hesitant to wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Uh, use your left ventricle then. <laughs> um, but I do think that they have the inside track to it. Obviously, yeah. Because um, yeah, like you know, we thought okay, they lost the streak. Maybe they'll slow down. They lost two games in a row, but then they beat Philly. In overtime, well, well they, although and they, Philly, from what they were to what they are now, right? But they got they got the energy back, and that stadium still is filling out, and right. it's just, I I think they're going to keep on rolling. I I I do as well. I just I'm not going to say that the Penguins can't overtake them, be, right? Because it's oh, the Penguins. Oh yeah, yeah, can't can't. So yeah, 
Um, that, that's why I, I'm, I'm not going to wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. Even though, even, I, though, even though they beat the Penguins, what, like 7 to nothing, Right. Or but, but, yeah, I that mean, was just one game. Yeah. yeah. Penguins, will, Penguins will do better next time. But, yeah, no. Right. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they have three or four games left with each other. Yeah, probably. Uh, so Yeah, the uh, the divisional play didn't start till you know, sort of deep into the season. Right. Like, uh, I think the Devils have played the Rangers once. Yeah, there was a lot of cross-conference play early on. Uh, Which is fine. It you know it makes the end of the season that much more interesting. Eric's looking at pictures of Emma Watson. Okay, and that brings us to our next segment. The, go, uh, the Golden Globes were last night. That's, I don't know if anybody watched that. I did. It was great. Yeah, Meryl Streep was awesome. She gave an awesome speech, and I want her to be the next president. And I mean, like in a couple of weeks, <laughs> I want her to just show up and be like, uh, "It's move. It's me." And Viola Davis would be your vice president. <laughs> and that leads us into your power rankings. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, I, I pretty much I agree with a lot of that. But like I said, I move, you know, I'd move Toronto up and uh, so, a little closer, maybe, maybe eleventh or twelfth. Um, but I could even squeeze them up into the tenth spot. Push Edmonton out. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because like. You see some of these teams, like, I don't think, like, Boston hasn't been playing super well. Like, they're winning games here and there, here and there. But, like, Philly, who's got the second wild card spot, they're 2-5-3 and three in their last 10. Right. So, that it, recency plays a huge factor in power rankings. Oh, yeah. Power, yeah. Power, that's what power rankings are. They're rankings that change, that can change from every day. Right. Um, uh, in the West, it's a little hard to move anybody around, except maybe St. Louis or... Uh, because they're five, four, and one, or and yeah. then you know Anaheim's five, two, and three. That's still those are still uh, good records, and, right? Uh, you know, and Chicago's five, four, and one. But I can't knock. I, it's hard to knock them down much further. Tom well, knocked them down. I knocked them down even a little further bit. than Tom did. Yeah. So I mean, it so, makes it makes sense. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would only they would all be basically the same teams, just minor, yeah. like one or two. Uh, place moves tom and i do have the same teams but in very different places yeah uh 10 i have edmonton nine anaheim eight san jose so we got those three uh the same number seven chicago oh yeah they're, they're five four and one over the last 10 i just that is by far the worst record of of the top-notch teams so um six washington five montreal four minnesota three the rangers two pittsburgh one columbus it, the West is kind of interesting. Like, what happened to Nashville? Yeah. They're a good team still. I know. Yeah. But they're all the way down there at 22. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the West has really fallen off this year. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting to watch. So, I I don't know. I, I expect Chicago to rebound, and I do expect them to be back up towards the top. But right now, for me, I yeah I don't think. And, and the way that I, I look at it, I take in, you know, I take recent games into account, and I look at it like, okay, number seven versus number six, who would win in a four-game series? Yeah, right. You know? And right now, I think that Washington would Mm -hmm. over Chicago. Chicago against Montreal, I think Montreal would. Chicago against Minnesota, I think Minnesota would. So it's... That that's one way I try to do it when I put together the power rankings. I hope Chicago and Minnesota play in the playoffs. That would be a very good series. Yeah, great. That would be great. Um, Speaking of playoffs, we just wrapped up wild card weekend in the NFL. Yeah, there was uh, one football game and then three games featuring at least one football team. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was a good weekend. We'll go go in chronological order. 
Um, oh, jeez. The Houston Texans beat the Oakland Raiders 27-14. Now, yeah. we all know the Raiders had to start Connor Cook. They didn't even have Matt McGloin their backup. Yeah. Um, after Derek Carr broke his leg, McGloin went down with an injury. So they started Connor Cook. Um, Michigan State boy. Yeah. There, Connor Cook. He just was slow. Balls yeah. were getting there late. Delivery yes. was not. Uh, yes, we actually, uh, as busy as Tom and I were, we actually caught a good chunk of that game at, at a bar across the street from Prudential. Um, and it was an impress, like it was boring to watch. We were, we shifted our attention to some motocross thing. And yeah. there's also, there were also some penguins, like real penguins on a discovery channel TV at the bar. That would have been more entertaining. It was. Yeah. It, it I was, was, it was, it was great. I was doing some other stuff, um, at the time, but I did have the game on in the background. And I, I yeah. you know, I'd look for replays on big plays and everything. The Judavian Clowney interception at the beginning of the game was very impressive. Yeah. Um, as were the two sacks by Winston Merciless. Um, love that name. Houston, yeah. God, I love that name. Houston just absolutely dominated Oakland uh, anytime Oakland had the ball. And obviously, it's not going to do anything when it comes time for them to play New England next no. week. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I, I mean, everybody, I think, understands this as uh, these teams are playing for the uh, right to lose next week. Right. Right. This isn't, they, neither team has a shot. Now, I mean, maybe they go out there and they break Tom Brady's leg on the first drive, and maybe they break Janine Garofalo's wrist on the second drive, and maybe uh, Jacob Brisket's clavicle <laughs> on the third drive, right. and then they win. Yeah, because those two guys went uh, three three for four. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, without when Brady was out. But, yeah, you got to – there's no way. Yeah. You're not going to beat the Patriots in the red zone. You're not going to do anything to them. Yeah, like that's literally the only set of circumstances I see that gives Houston a win. Yeah, that's Belichick has the flu, but and then, then so does though, the think, back their their uh, that assistant coach. What's his name? Even then, I think Brady would be able to just be like, "All right, guys, I'm the coach now." Yeah, right. <laughs> he's sitting on he's sitting on the back of a gator in a cast. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just coaching with his full gear on, just sitting there coaching. Right. Yeah, I just driving up and down the field. It's going to be a bloodbath. It really, really is. Yeah, um, it's going to be a well, total massacre. Remember, they played early in the season, uh, you know, while Tom Brady was still out, and Houston lost very badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they lost. Very they lost badly, badly without Brady tearing, tearing through them, and that's that's what's going to happen this week. This next, this upcoming game, it's bad. Yeah. So yeah, that was a game between two teams that nobody really cared. Yeah. To watch because of the injuries and because of Brock Osweiler. He was he was a respectable fourteen of twenty five. Yeah. Um, right. It was above fifty, so you gotta call it respectable. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um yeah. so yeah, that that one was a real clunker. Um Tom just tried squeezing his head into his coffee mug because he's just done thinking about Houston. <laughs> Saturday night, uh the Seahawks beat the Lions twenty six to six. Oh man. And I have something to say right now to Lions fans. Your team didn't lose because of the officials. I know that there was a face mask, and I know about the block in the back, and I know about the hands of the face call that you guys are all whining about, but your team lost because Seattle is better. Well, yeah. I I, uh, I still find it egregious, though, that they, that they called the wrong guy for a penalty on that Seattle uh, touchdown. Oh, yeah. That was bull. It, yeah, that was unbelievable. And, and like, yeah, no, I agree that Seattle would have won regardless of, of these calls, but I still I still think it's unacceptable I that just, they screw this up. The Lions seem to be the recipient 
of just some really bad stuff. Right. No, I, and I and I I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I needed to get that out of the way first because living in this area. Well, I think it's anything. I think any fan is like that, though. Everything I've seen and heard from Lions fans, with two exceptions, one of them is Eli. Eli didn't play that game. (laughs) He's a good fan. Yeah, Eli didn't play that game. But almost everything I've seen is, well, the refs cost us the game. No, they didn't. Settle down. You were still I mean, playing the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah, but it's it's still tough to accept but, that you would have lost regardless. Like you still, yeah, you, I, you have to play the what if. Yeah, you know? I would have because you would always rather see the result of a well officiated game, right? And I and I don't disagree with that. And I do what and I do want to talk about the officiating too because yeah. it was so terrible. But I it just it bugs me. Uh, Lions fans and Cowboys fans do it a lot. I don't know. I I, I, and I know every fan base does it, but I think we just get that more living where we do, plus yeah. Dallas well, being such a national brand. And that's what it is. Yeah, I don't think there's a disparity between uh, teams and, and the way they root and the way they whine. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Right. It's like nobody wants to see that happen to their team. Right. Like even if you even if you know you're going to lose, you're not going to... Like you still got to be a fan and show up, you know? Oh, yeah. Like you still got to... And, and be out, be a cheerleader for for your team there. But to be fair, if that officiating situation had happened to the Steelers or the Forty ers or even my Packers, I would have said the same thing to their fan bases. If I was getting the volume that yeah. I was <clears throat> complaining about the officiating. Now, as far as the officiating goes in the playoffs. The NFL uses all-star crews. These are not crews that have been together all season long. These are not crews that know right. this guy takes, you know, like, yes, every position on the field takes care of looking at this or that or whatever, but some guys are better at seeing past their responsibility, too. Like, you might catch a holding call that wasn't your responsibility. Yeah. And you don't have that guy to depend on when you're in the playoffs because you're working with guy from crew 19, crew 13, crew 6, and crew 4. Well, you're on crew nine, so yeah. Well, I, I I was actually talking to Eli yesterday. Like like he said, he's a friend of ours, and he's a really he's a he's a Lions fan. He's a really great fan. Uh, you know, he's always yeah. He's he's always looking for you know. He's always sees the silver lining, and he always knows why his team won or lost. And uh, he apologized to me on behalf of Lions fans before. Yeah, right. But because uh, of but some you bad know, experiences. Eli Eli said to me yesterday. He said that uh, he 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 quoted the announcers for me that even the announcers said Lions have been on the short end of the stick a lot mm-hmm. on these calls. And he said Eli said to me, you know, it's pretty bad when network announcers are talking about it. Yep. And then we all saw the picture of a uh, guy getting tackled with the ball coming at him, and they're saying. And it's uncatchable. And I'm looking at the picture, and I'm like, mm, no, it's like three feet out of his hand. And he would have had a second hand up there, and he probably would have his legs probably would have got him there too if they weren't wrapped up. He would have touched the ball at the very least, <laughs> right? Would have, yeah. Which makes it catchable. Which makes it catchable. Then, it doesn't matter whether or not he would have caught it. <laughs> there was a scenario like that in the Pittsburgh Miami game yesterday too. Same situation. Yeah. No, it was. And it, yeah, it's it's annoying. It's annoying to see like. No matter what, you want to see a well-officiated game. The thing is, compared to recent years, I think that the officiating actually was better this year as a whole. Yeah, it's just a lot of bad stuff yesterday. But then you get to the then you get to the playoffs, and you have yeah. these all-star crews instead of yep. rewarding the best overall crew. You right. reward yeah. the best individual line judge and back judge and side yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just you, not yeah. fair. Well, you you need to take a group of people that have been working together that know that know each other yeah. each other and how they call the game and mm-hmm. you know and you talk to them you know all well, throughout all of the games and 
you know how they're going to respond to something you say to them. Perfect. If you if you have if you have a a call that maybe they didn't see, you know what you have to say to convince them that it was that that the call should be made. Perfect point for this. So yesterday in in the Dolphin Steelers game, there was an offside on Pittsburgh. Miami takes the free play, and I don't think I think it was incomplete or something. I don't know. Well, then there was a there was a penalty in the defensive backfield too. The official comes out and he calls the offside and he says five yard penalty, first down, you know, first down and ten. Completely ignored the fact that one of the other officials threw a flag. So then they had to stop to find out why the other guy threw the flag. Then he announced that penalty and they went back to first and what you know, first and whatever. Right. Well, or no. So then they enforced that penalty, which actually made it first and ten. They're both five yard penalties. Made it first and ten. Well, the offsides would have made it first and five. Miami wanted the offsides, but they gave them the other one. And so they had to stop the game again because the referees didn't understand what was going on. And obviously, I just explained that poorly because it was so difficult to understand. It's not good. It's not good TV. It's not entertaining when the (laughs) officials are screwing up. No, it was bad. Why, I wonder, did 1.4 million people per game fewer watch this season? (laughs) Why? It's it's, it's well, not the athlete's and it, fault. Actually, and it, I did read I did read an interesting article about that, um, and they're thinking that about a third of it can be attributed to the fact that more people than ever cut the cord with cable and that kind of thing. Yeah, I can and see that, that. Sport and that sports bars were actually having an increase. Well, yeah. sports bars you can't accurately yeah. assess how many people watch the game, so it may not have dropped by that much. But I think people are still generally more disgruntled than they usually are. Oh, I agree. And then when you have this crap happen in the playoffs, recency plays a factor there too. Yeah, like right. are mean, you going to tune in in September and it, you know remembering like what's going to happen in the Super Bowl this year? It like, happened what last if, year in the playoffs too. Yeah, what if there's a yeah, right. Yeah. What happens if there's a big screw up in this year's Super Bowl, you know, right. like oh yeah, I guess I'll watch in September, but you know, Deflate Gate kind of took out of, took Here, it out of me. Here's the thing though. We actually need it to happen in the Super Bowl. We yeah. need it. Yeah, because right. Because that will finally fix the issue. Yeah, that's true. It'll suck for whoever, you know, it goes against. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is one of those situations where you kind of need a martyr. <laughs> yeah. You sort of need a sacrifice here. Well, why don't we go ahead and put the Cowboys up as that sacrificial lamb this year? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, we mentioned the Steelers game a couple times. They won uh 30 to 12 and the i will game say was nowhere near that close and i will say like i said i didn't think this was going to be a blowout i didn't think it i was wrong i'll admit it however two other games were bigger blowouts so yeah. i guess in the grand scheme of things well, i told tom the day i uh, i told tom on the uh saturday before the the game um you know i said they're going to win 40 to 3 <laughs> i thought it was going to be a blowout no, um i was surprised to see it wasn't 40 to 3 it, well it it <sighs> One thing they they mentioned on the on the broadcast, Miami didn't come north to practice in the cold. They stayed in Florida and practiced. That was dumb. If dumb. they would have here's because it was five north, degrees. If they would have come north, I think this is like a touchdown, maybe ten point game. Yeah, maybe. You don't want to practice in Miami. Yeah, you you have to come up here, spend the extra money. You're a billion dollar franchise. Spend the extra money to come up here and stay in a hotel for a week and practice out in these elements. Yeah. I mean, as it ended up being, it like was all just... the Giants players who stayed. Oh, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> the uh, it, it was they uh, were just following the Dolphins' lead. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It, the 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 Dolphins, I don't think, 
realize that it was a one o'clock game, or even a four o'clock game, and or I even mean, on su- or even a Sunday night game. <laughs> like it was, it was ridiculous. It, finally, having all three of of the top, you know, having Ben Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown all playing in a playoff game. They they looked unstoppable. They they, they did. were unstoppable. Unf- and unfortunately, they will have to play the Patriots at some point. So I was wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> I was wrong. Out of these four games, not a single one was a football game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. We I had mean, was... we had a good solid half of football. Yeah, there was a good solid half of football last uh, we, night. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, yeah, no. Watching the Steelers play over this since uh, since the loss to Dallas back in November. You just had this feeling like they're not going to lose, right? Not, and even in you know, even in the Ravens game where it was so close and they almost did lose, there was just something about the way they played. You know, with, with they they had such conviction that you know the way they were playing was going to win them the game, right? Um, and they've just seemed to be unstoppable. It's what they were uh, four and five, something like at that point, something and they, like that. They've they've rattled off. You know, every single win since then. Yeah. Um, a tremendous streak. I will say, looking at the AFC playoffs, take Houston out of the equation because Brock Osweiler and or Tom Savage. I could see any of the other three teams going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And obviously, I think New England's the overwhelming favorite. I forgot um, to cheat. I forgot the Chiefs made it. Yeah. Dude, they made it with gusto too. I know. I'm looking at this, <laughs> and I just forgot about the Chiefs. Like they could. That's actually, on me. They could actually beat Pittsburgh this week. Like I don't think Pittsburgh's going to roll over them like they did in week two. Kansas City's a two point favorite right now. They are. Um, I actually, I'm not going to say that I'm going to pick Kansas City, but if they came out and beat Pittsburgh, I would not be surprised in the least. Um, but I, I think any of the any of those three teams is a is a damn fine representative for the AFC in the Super Bowl. And I, I'm excited to see any of them make it. I'll be excited to see the Steelers make it. And it'd be neat if the Chiefs made yeah. the Super Bowl, but not over the Steelers. Right, right, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe some other year. Yeah, okay, so I guess we'll we'll use this as transition uh, into yes, uh, yesterday's late game. So when your teams get beat in the playoffs, do you hold a grudge against the team that beats them? Or do you think, well... I want them to win it all so that it looks like we are only one game away from being able to win it all. I feel like it depends on the history between the teams. I'm usually mad at my own team. Yeah, like <laughs> why the hell didn't you beat them? Yeah, I'm mad at the Blue Jays for sucking them in that game. In that right. Series. I'm mad at uh, the Saints for just being awful for the last four years. Yeah, so, yeah, like, so David, you have a recency uh, with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, with the Blue Jays, you were rooting against the Indians – yeah, I, I mean, I generally root against the Indians, but I'm more disappointed with the Jays right. than I am mad at the Indians. Well, but did did the loss put fuel on that fire? Uh, Rooting against the Indians was it like, well, screw them because they beat us, or was it like, well, if they win, at least it's like you know. I do kind of go that way. Yeah, I I was I wasn't. Yeah, during the World Series, I was rooting for the Cubs maybe a little more than I would have. If it weren't the Indians, yeah. So if if, yeah, yeah, if yeah. Toronto had been knocked out by, let's say, Baltimore way back when, yeah, right, it wouldn't have even been a thought. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have mattered too much. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I do get that way where I kind of like the team that beat us. It's like, yeah, you better win. Yeah, or I'm gonna be pissed because well, you thing- wasted my time beating my team. Yeah, and then you went and wasted everyone else's time. And yeah, 
Yeah. No, I get. Yeah, I do get. Well, like we t- we've talked about Seattle beating the Saints in the in the uh, playoffs, and it's like um, I was more angry at the Saints for letting uh, Beast Mode get coined, right? Than so, I was the Seahawks for winning the game. So the next week, were you rooting for Seattle over Chicago, or because they, you know, you wanted New Orleans lost to look better, or I, were you rooting for Chicago because of what Seattle did? Right. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Still, like I know it, it does even it out a little bit. Depends on the team a little bit. Yeah, it depends on the team and where my bias would have been previously. Anyways, right. I mean, I wanted to see good football. Um, I sometimes I don't have a sometimes I don't root for a team. You know, right. I just sit and, w- and watch what happens. But right. but no, I think it does. I think it does have that effect on me when a team beats knocks my team out. It's like yeah, you better. It's not that I'm rooting for them, but I'm like holding them. <laughs> accountable <Right. laughs> like okay you better do something with this then well yeah. see it's i mean it does have to do with what which team it is i mean if if you look back the couple of seasons ago where where the cardinals beat the pirates there was no way yeah right in any universe that i'm gonna root right. for the Cardinals because they got enough well, world series but you wins. do have one that's a little bit more recent last year when the broncos beat the steelers who were you rooting for the rest of the way uh Football, I I didn't have really a cause, rooting because well, you got Denver New England was the AFC championship. So was it go New England because screw Denver or was it go Denver make because, us look, make us look better because cause screw or and screw New England because they've because they've always had Pittsburgh's number. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, what I and that's what I'm saying about yeah. it comes down to what your previous bias right. was too. You know, you well, still have it, that. It's well, I it's I do have friends and acquaintances who are Broncos fans, so. Right. Yeah, that, right. That has an influence on me as well. Yeah. Um, combined with the general dislikeitude of of New England, as many of them as there are, I don't have any Patriots uh, fans. I do fr- as friends. They're all I, I, they're I all in New England. So after Denver won the Super Bowl over Carolina, were you like, yeah, good for them because it makes Pittsburgh well, look better? I was rooting for Denver in the Super Bowl because I kind of wanted you know Peyton to go out on top, right? And, actually go out on top and not be like yeah i'm gonna come back and not win a super bowl and right disappoint everybody yeah so i i've been on the fence about this kind of thing um uh, I've, I've gone both ways with it so back in 2007 when the giants won in lambeau field i rooted for dallas in or no, or no sorry i was i was rooting for them to play dallas sorry anyway um no i was rooting for new england in the super bowl you and then after New York beat Green Bay in 2011 in the playoffs, and they played, I think it was San Francisco in the championship game. I was rooting for San Francisco, and then in the Super Bowl, I was rooting for New England again. And then here come the Giants into Lambeau Field yesterday. Yeah. You cannot have been feeling very good. The first half. Especially at the beginning of that game where they go up. The beginning of that game It's just field goals, but. The beginning of that game was garbage for the Packers. Yeah, so. They were not impressing me. They come out, and I don't know know what it was, if it was just both teams are trying to adjust to the temperatures, because the Giants didn't play that well either. No, they didn't. No, I mean. No, they just got closer to the end zone. Right, they got got to field goal range first uh, two times. Or whatever, and then yeah, 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 yeah. They were up six nothing, and then Aaron Rodgers had uh, had that uh, touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. This was a this is what I was talking about about so that you guys have a concept of time. Um, I don't know with you guys when you got back and everything if you wound up watching that game. I no no. I, I watched yeah I watched most of it I think, and then I watched a lot of hockey. I yeah. I 
when, when, I, I, when, home, I, when I saw that Green Bay was going to win it, I'd switch over to hockey. Yeah. I got home at uh, about 8.30 in the morning, Yeah, we were, slept <laughs> until 1, got up, watched a little bit of TV, made dinner, ate, and went back to sleep. Yeah. Um, well, so on the first touchdown pass, and I'm sure you guys have seen Aaron Rodgers do this and the offensive line do this, um, you know how he gets those plays where he's just kind of bouncing around in the pocket? For and, 10 hours? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the f- that's the problem. That that was the thing yesterday was the Giants. When you give you give me ten seconds to throw yeah. a ball, I'm gonna get it to the guy. I'm gonna score touchdowns. I can even put it forty two yards into the end zone on a hail mary if I if I'm given ten seconds to do it. Right. And so I actually I went back and I looked through half an hour of Aaron Rodgers highlights. Um, because he's got a su- such a full busy life. I do. Um, that's what happens when it's you're... on his schedule every day. Yeah, like he's this, yeah. Um, like this you know, is a... you know how Ben Franklin was famous for like portioning out every like every single minute of his day was devoted to something. That's, I've seen Michael's. Yeah, I've seen Michael's schedule, and it says Aaron Rodgers time. It's usually like a thirty minute chunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I I, lo- I watched through thirty minutes of highlights, and I did this because so I have two friends. That's wow! It. Just two. <laughs> oh boy! Just two, who had the same complaint. <laughs> they had the same complaint on social media, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to prove them wrong." They were whining about Aaron Rodgers getting all this time in the world to throw the football, and why there are never any penalty flags thrown. So I went through half an hour of Aaron Rodgers footage, and I found three times out of I believe the grand total was 38, where he held the ball for more than five seconds. Three times they could have called a penalty and didn't. Three out of 38. So the answer is penalties don't get called because they're not happening. Yeah, I didn't think penalties – I don't. I didn't think it was penalties yesterday when I was watching. I think it was just the Giants did not have any – you know, they didn't have kill in their head. Like, just get You have through. to step on throats and well, get to the quarterback. And they did sack him a number of times yesterday, but – you can't let them stand there for ten seconds. Right? Yeah, those were all, yeah, could, those were all after he had the ball. So they could learn a thing or two from Grace and Allen and just trip people and kick them in the nuts. <laughs> That's true. So <laughs> that'll get you to the quarterback. This this is how long Aaron Rodgers held on to the football with the with his first touchdown pass. And now, like we said, we you know we cut out all the long pauses so you guys can't really hear this. So I'm going to make this noise, and it's going to get pretty annoying well before the time is up. Are you sure you can hold your breath this long? Yeah, he's watching the video, and and that's how long it was. Yeah. You can't do that, New York. And it happened multiple times, and it happened against the Lions in Week 17, and it happened against the Vikings in Week 16. You give Aaron Rodgers, anybody's the best quarterback in the world when they have all flipping day. Any you you've got that many you got what six seven guys you could throw to on any given play, you give them ten seconds they're all going to get open. Look if if you've got three <laughs> wide receivers set and you've got four defensive backfield players, you send the rest of them at the quarterback. That's how the game is played. You don't just stand there. Yeah. You don't sit in your zone when there's no one anywhere near your zone. It was. It you was... make a good football decision to kill the quarterback. I mean. To try and kill the quarterback. Yeah, well, and I think every team should have a bounty. <laughs> well, the Browns will. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> they got Greg Williams. They did. But like I said, it's, it's been a thing that's been going on all year, and I think it's as bad as the Packers' offensive line is at run blocking. 
Yeah. That's how good they are at pass blocking. Yeah, they're good at pass blocking, they, but they, I still think a team I still think teams could try harder to get in there. Like you know what's gonna well, happen. Well when you when you've been stood up for five seconds already, yeah. you you're at this point Rogers had has doubled back four or five times <laughs> the way he runs around. Yeah, right. And I there was one where uh, a Giants player he just straight up didn't know where Aaron Rodgers was. Yeah. But he was still fairly close to him, but he just he just didn't know it. But no, no, it was ridiculous, and like you know, everyone's flipping about about the flipping out about the Hail Mary. Um, it's named after a prayer, <laughs> yeah, uh, and that prayer is usually you know uh, connotes that um, it's desperation and luck. When you throw, anybody can throw a ball straight up into the air for forty-two yards, and you know how Cobb caught it. Because the Giants were idiots. Yeah. Because you you know how it worked against, uh, what, Detroit that year? Because Detroit were idiots. Yeah. You can't line up, you know, five feet behind the guy or even in front of the guy, which is what happened in the Cobb play. Everyone just forgot Cobb was there. Right. Although Rodgers shoots it up. It almost goes out of bounds. It's like, oh, Rodgers with the Hail Mary. Well, it almost went out of bounds, and it relied oh, on no, the Giants but, screwing up. Well, but in a situation like that... It would not have almost got gone out of bounds if everyone had jumped at the right time. That was part of it too. Yeah, yeah. It would it would have gotten tapped or caught exactly. or knocked down in the middle of the end zone. Yeah. So people stop but, flipping out about the hail mary. But we are at a point in his career where he's done this five times. Well, because people let him. You know, it's and it's it, if it, you it's the end of the half. It's the end of the game. There's six seconds left. There's time for one play or two if you get face masked. Um, <laughs> and you know he's going to the end zone. And even if you don't, even if he doesn't go to the end zone, he's going to a place that's before the end zone. Yeah, Here's, right. If you're standing at the end zone or in the end zone, you can easily come out of the end zone and tackle the player. Right. Well, so here, here's what I think is the most impressive part about it. It was a 42-yard touchdown, and like you said, it almost went out of the end zone. Randall Cobb catches it on the nine, or uh, nine yards in. Yeah. Okay? So there's 51 yards through the air from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Add in the fact that Rodgers was already seven or eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right, but I mean, I he's think... Putting, he's putting these balls in the air 60 yards downfield accurately because they're finding... They're finding well accuracy on a hail to mary. the Jeff, to the Jeff the two Jeff Janis hail marys yeah. in the Cardinals game. He they were accurate. There was one man in the area. But that's a I think a lob is going to be like that. I think I think it's going to like you're not going to throw a dart at from forty two. I think yeah, you have a much better right. chance with a lob because um, you, you but, can place where it's going to land a lot better yeah. than than a than a well, you straight get, arrow throw. But think about all the things that go into it. Evade, evading the rush, putting the arm strength into it, and getting it to the general area of your targeted player. Because there are targeted players on these throws. And actually, yeah. Randall Cobb, after the game, said he was not the targeted player on that throw. So he the did a targeted, bad job then. Nope. The targeted player got got kept down by a Giants defender, mm-hmm. and it sailed over his head into Randall Cobb, who was supposed to be boxing out and holding Giants back. Yeah. Um, well, again, you had so much crap going on. It's it's still like there is a reason that the play is called a hail mary, right? And not like um, you know a prayer. You know, if there's another prayer where it's like I'm going to win uh, this the, no matter the what. sure thing prayer. Yeah, yeah, the sure thing prayer, uh, which I think is in uh, but, I mean Second Corinthians. Yeah, 
teams teams and, and do the Lord it. said, "Yo, we got this." Yeah, and then the Lord said, "Hey, hey, step aside. Oh. <laughs> hold my beer. Teams, <laughs> hold my wine. Yeah, yeah hold, hold my, my wine. Hold my uh, hold my water. Jesus, don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, hold the sacramental wine. Oh, no." But, I mean, teams go out and practice the play, so it's really not yeah. its not completely on a wing and a prayer. It, it, well, not completely, but still. I think, I, I think in, in each one of these that I've, that I've watched, uh, I can pick out five players on the defense that blew it. it it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's a play that relies on chaos. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, I don't know. And I, you know, I'm not saying that it's, you know, it's, I, the most, it's the greatest player or whatever, but when a guy has four or five of these in his career, you start to wonder – does he know something about the play that the rest of us just don't know? Well, I think maybe he just tries it more. That's yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's the thing is he just tries it. He he does try it more. They're yeah. really good at getting halfway down the field with five seconds left. Well, but and <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, look at look at how many happen in the NFL every year, and I'd say that maybe an eighth of them get completed. It is a good point though. Tom just had. Why didn't they get deeper? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like they, this is. You're going to have more hail marys if you get stopped at midfield, yeah. or like, or like if their if their def, their defense lets lets teams have the ball closer to the end of the game than right. than the yeah. uh, average defense does. If if you get the ball back on your own twenty with you know two minutes left, you're going to drive all the way down the field. If you get it back with forty five seconds, you're not going to have that luxury. Yeah. So you're going to have to attempt more, and if you attempt more, you're going to complete more. Yeah. I don't know, like I, I think the National Football League average is a lot lower than the Aaron Rodgers personal average. Right, but you know, like we said, there are some other factors such right. as why didn't you get deeper? Why didn't? Why weren't you in the red zone on that drive? You know, but right. um, I don't know. It's I don't know. I think people. I think when people see a ball get thrown really high and really far, uh, that's just what people want to see, right. and they like lose their minds over this, this giant thing. Yeah. Now, you know, me personally, I thought that the first touchdown was the better of the two. Right. Because, well, yeah, 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 because it was, it was a route. <laughs> yeah. That, and, that was 100% skill-based. The last one to Randall Cobb I actually thought was the best. Yeah. He's streaking across the back of the yeah. end zone, and Rodgers fits it right into that tiny window. Yeah. I thought that was the best touchdown That's of the day. That's way more impressive to me than uh, Hill Murray. I feel like the best touchdown was Antonio Brown's 50-yarder. <laughs> Where he just he waited for Jesse James to get up in front of him and block. Like yeah. he stopped. Lippet, oh my lord, why did Lippet do that? He turned his back I to the know. play and let Jesse James get over there. I don't know. Like that should not have been a touchdown. Doy. Was, but there was that and there was the sixty two yarder. I mean he The sixty two yarder to me was not that impressive. He just got a step and it's yeah. over. Like those plays to me, I'm like, eh. But and then there was uh Le'Veon Bell had shoved two players to the ground on a 26-yard run. Like, Le'Veon Bell is not a large guy. He's, I would say, a medium-sized running back. He's kind of bowling ballish. And Yeah, he's, like, he yeah, just, he's medium. He comes, he bounces off the side and, and shoves a guy to the ground, and then he gets down the sideline and shoves another guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just, yeah, very impressive by him, very impressive by Aaron Rodgers. Um, none of, the other two games didn't have, like, no, there there weren't a lot Standout of standout performances. Those those 
those catches that that one catch by uh, Baldwin, the one-handed one. Yeah, the where one he, yeah. where he lays out. You know, the one where he wasn't face Yeah, the one without right. the penalty. The one where he wasn't cheating to win, and then he got the call on the other team. Yeah, right. the, the one o- where the, the other the, one, the one where the refs didn't completely blow it. The legal yeah, against the, Detroit again in yeah. the playoffs. Okay, the, the, I remember that one. Yeah, the one where he dove. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, that just. Like the the Green Bay game, it had it, it had better performances by individual players, and the Pittsburgh game had better performances by individual players. Yeah, and the, the on other, one side. Yeah, the the other two games were just the yeah. I mean, cause, um, I'm like I'm glad the Oakland game was first because we got it out of the way. Right. A <laughs> um, couple of well, one big thing to talk about with Green Bay going forward, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he is he bl- actually done done or they don't know. There's no words, there's no diagnosis, nothing. Yeah, I, mean, was... I got to think there's at least a broken rib. It's or two. a it's a rib injury. Yeah, that and... was after Rogers Cromarty went out. He went out yeah. super early, so like it balanced it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, can you but st- I don't know. I mean, when you have the Packers offense versus uh Rogers Cromartyless Giants, but they defense. still had Janoris Jenkins and Eli Apple and yeah. Landon Collins. So, I mean, they still had they did, some, but some they, heavy hitters. Yeah, but not the big one. No, but yeah, no, it was. But yeah, Jordy Nelson beat. He got blasted yep. in the ribs there, and uh, they that, are that was rough. The Packers are quote very concerned. Yeah, I, I would be too. I would be. It's Jordy Nelson. Can we just talk really quickly about Jay Ajayi and his thirty-three yards? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. here's the thing, though. So let's give him thirty-three yards worth of coverage. I All feel, right, moving on. I feel bad. Yeah, I felt <laughs> bad for the kid because man, that was not his fault. That Dolphins line didn't yeah. block for anybody. Yeah, it was uh, like I was very concerned about having to face him again. And then because yeah. he had already gone for two hundred against the Steelers. And then it didn't matter. Yeah, well, when when you get when you're down fourteen points in the first quarter, you're not going to run anymore. Yep. So, yeah, it, I expected a bigger game out of him, and that is why I thought that. Um, that's why I thought that it wouldn't be a blowout. But you know, I was proven wrong there as well. I thought I thought the cold conditions would lend itself to him having a big game. Well, it, they they lent themselves to running for somebody. Right. Bell has the Steelers' record for rushing yards in the playoffs. Which is pretty amazing. I shook Rocky Blyer's hand once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking. We're talking about Rocky Blyer, Franco Harris, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, right. Um, These are big and now big Willie names. Park, Willie Parker, who was never a yeah. big name, but always had big games. Yes, yeah. it was cool meeting Rocky um, Blyer. I saw him back, and he was doing uh, uh, like speeches, like motivational speeches. Yeah. And Roger and I went to see him once, and that was pretty neat. Got to shake his uh, Super Bowl hand, his Super Bowl ring hand. Uh, yeah. He had to sell that ring at one point because of financial issues, yeah. but he ended up getting it back. So that's really cool. But yeah, so yeah, you got names like you're going. Le'Veon Bell's going up against a storied, yeah, yeah. franchise. You know, franchise record. And uh, he now holds the uh, regular season and postseason single game records. We saw the regular season one, didn't we? No, no, no. We the, saw it was just a couple weeks ago where he had two thirty six. Oh, okay, gotcha. We've seen some great stuff from Bell in person. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, and Brown. Yeah, we saw what a ninety two yarder. I saw uh, the ninety ninety five yarder was to Wheaton. Oh, that was to Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but still we did see something huge to Brown. I, I still say that the best performance in that game though was the AJ Green performance. Yeah, yeah, he was terrific too. It just they lost. But, so, yeah, yeah, they yeah, lost, you, so you don't think about it. But they got doubled up too in that game. Yeah, forty two to twenty one. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and Shayna has turned off the uh, episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> like right there. Yep, that's like, it. Oh, I don't remember that. Game over. <laughs> uh, 
So before we move into the divisional preview, uh, the Giants wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Shepard, and I think maybe one or two other guys went down to Florida to party on the off day on Monday. Yeah, when I when this story first came out, I was like, all right, who cares? And and then this came out, and you got people calling him out. And four drops by Beckham yesterday. Yeah, there were a lot. Two or three by Shepard. There were too many. Without those drops, the Giants maybe win. I mean. Yeah. Like you saw how there yeah, were drops in the yeah. end zone, drops in the end zone. Well, but those are touchdowns. Everybody, well, everybody's making a big deal about and that. Not punts. The second drop in the end zone never would have happened if the first drop in the end zone didn't happen. They were the same drive, right? But so still, I saw I saw somebody posted online like without those drops, they're up fourteen to nothing instead of six to nothing. I'm like, actually, no. But but they're not. They don't turn into punts and field goals, you right? Know? Right. And so when you got players off all day, when you got their hands right. off all day, no, yeah, I, that's a problem. I, yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. And, but and so yeah, originally I, I wanted to put that misconception yeah. in bed first. Because, but uh, yeah. but originally I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. They went and they Player, did, they did whatever. Do stuff on their day off all the time, right? Yeah. And that's what I def- I I would defend. Okay, they can do whatever they want and go wherever they want. But then when you see the results, there, and you do question There it. was clearly a lack of focus. Yeah. And other, other players on other teams have come out saying, like, you know, I know where I would have been. I would have been practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have taken every chance I had to study that book and to catch balls and everything. Right. So they, you never know. But, yeah, without those drop balls, we know this would have been a game. This right. would have been a, a game, not a blowout. Right. The, uh, I mean, the way that Aaron Rodgers did wake up in the second half. I, the Packers always wake up if you let them. Yeah. And yeah. I, if I, you don't I, keep I, taking it to them, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Right. Like it, they were still probably favored. They still probably would have been favored if uh, right. they hadn't gone, if the Giants hadn't gone to Miami. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But still, yeah. No, it's it was it was probably stupid. Yeah. It was. It's, it's I, well. I mean, obviously they they had the drops, and okay, you can blame the drops on cold weather, but but the Packers you guys didn't play drop. in New York, and the Packers didn't drop any passes. Exactly, and it wasn't it wasn't exactly the uh, ice bowl either yesterday right. in Green Bay. It was normal New York weather. Yeah. <laughs> it was normal Ruther, you know, East Rutherford, New Jersey weather. So yeah, this is nothing new to you. You should right. be catching these. Yeah. The moral it, of the story is: if you have a playoff game coming up. Don't be in Miami. Or just, I have this adage actually that I live, that I live my life by is never visit Florida. Yeah, like, that's a, a, a yeah yeah. And if you just follow that advice, they have alligators. Alligators <laughs> are basically dinosaurs, Dwight. <laughs> 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 Who was it? Someone shakes their head. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like, uh, no. But yeah, no, yeah. Don't go to Florida because alligators will eat you or your pets. True. Or you'll be bad at football. Our uncle, I think, lost a pet to a alligator, or a neighbor lost a pet to an alligator, or something down there. Yeah, something Kath, like that. Kathy's always all right. Kathy's talked about that before. Yeah, <laughs> um, man, where do we? Where do the Giants go from here? I mean, like, do you? Well, now, they go back to like, New York. Well, no, like next year. I mean, like Miami. Ne- next year they make the playoffs. Does Ben McAdoo say? No. Yeah. Yes. This is a team rule. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. I think you impose a team rule. I I, I would be for it. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's unreasonable to say don't travel cross country and party. Right. But if you want to go out, have like, a good time here in New York. Okay. Go have a good nice night out. Go to dinner. Have a couple drinks. Go home and go to bed and wake up and go to practice the next day. And it's not out of it's not unreasonable for uh, an employer to impose some kind of uh, behavioral rule. I mean, like, there are, you know, 
if a place finds out what you were doing last night on Facebook, they can fire you depending right. on what that thing was. So like it's not it's not, you know, out of the it's not outrageous to demand such a thing. I don't think like yeah, we do talk about these guys, you know, they're they're free to do what they want on their day off, but not I'm not. We can't yeah, <laughs> yeah. we like, can't go out and Yeah, like we got limits. Uh you've got limits I think wherever you work. Somebody sees what you were doing on Facebook. They might question, yep. you know, your work ethic, and while they may not fire you over that, it's going to play a factor in their They're mind. Look if for you a reason. Yeah, if you screw up later, you're fired. Yeah, something that might exactly. that might have yeah. been able to slide three months ago. So yeah, and not anymore. Not like not illegal. Also not advisable. Right. And when when these when these guys, you know, it is a, a heck of a lot harder to fire a, a football player. Yeah. Right. Right. You right. know they. Because the fans are going to demand something too. You yeah, know? it's different there, but still, if you but impose these rules, uh, if you, know. you if you keep doing ill-advised things, you're going to get a reputation. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that's the thing. That's going to hurt your bottom line. Yeah, because if if you do get cut or you don't get resigned, the next guys won't the pay next, you. The next team is going to give you less money. Yeah. yeah. So it all it it does all factor. Yeah. So you got to think about that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the Giants do. They you know they they probably won't do as good next year as they you know. They might not do as well next year as they did this year. Yeah. Um, well, they might do better though too. I mean, if Victor Cruz finally ever gets healthy and uh, stays healthy for the entire season, I think he's nothing more than a slot receiver at this point. Um, they could use a good with, slot receiver right. at this point. Um, he's never going to be the burner down the sideline like he was for no. a little while there. But so, well, the Giants are moving on to the off season, and Seattle is moving on to Atlanta. Um, That's going to be a tough one for me to pick. I think. Yeah, I, I'm kind of favoring Atlanta right now. I think I'm favoring them, but probably rooting against them because they're in my division and right. I don't care about them. I'm actually <laughs> rooting for them because I think that then Green Bay would have an easier time with them than they would with Seattle. Probably. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers indoors yeah. at Atlanta. He's shown he can do it before. At Seattle, he's winless. So Also, that would be a heck of a, a passing game there. Yeah, in Atlanta, Rodgers yeah. and and Ryan those, in a, indoors. Yeah, those they're two terrible defense. Well, yeah, I would put it. I would put it the uh, over under it like probably one thousand yards. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, <laughs> the final in their game earlier this year was, I believe, thirty eight, thirty seven, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, and the the biggest issue there would be for, for for Green Bay the lack of a run game. Yeah, I know Atlanta's. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here already, but Atlanta's defense isn't the greatest, but the Packers have not really had that running game all year. Aside, yeah, and aside from like two or three games. That could really hurt them going deeper into these playoffs. Yeah. Especially if you get into a, a shootout-type game against Atlanta or you go up to some chillier weather in Seattle. Yeah. You know, it's either of those games are going to be tough without a running game. I'm just terrified that the mat, that the conference championship will be Green Bay at Seattle and I'll have to sit there through footage of the 2014 game oh. for an entire week. Yep. That that comes with the territory though, man. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's hey. That's your penance. Yeah. <laughs> um, if the Steelers win this next week and have to go to New England, I know you get There's six or seven games that they're going to show. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. speaking there, of New England, there is suffering to come. Right. <laughs> So speaking of New England, they will host Houston on Saturday They're night at eight hosting. o'clock. Um, I don't know, guys. I think I'm kind of favoring Houston in this game. <laughs> yeah, God, you can make a lot of money, yeah, right? Potentially, yeah. Um, so the spread is fifteen and a half. Yep. Uh, 
Um, there's talk that it could get to 18 by kickoff. Yep. <laughs> I would I would still put my money on New England. I would not even put on Houston to cover. Yeah. No. I no. I honestly believe this is going to be 42 to 6 by the end of the first I half. I just I just spent a lot of money in in New York City. Uh <clears throat> and if I hadn't, I might put some of that on here just to maybe see if I yeah. can get lucky, but <laughs> 20 bucks. I don't think I'm going to do that cuz yeah. Yeah, if, if you have like a hundred dollars just sitting there that you could part with, maybe you were gonna buy a shirt, like a jersey or something, and you're like, you know what, maybe I'll just try to make a million dollars instead. Right. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> At the worst you're out a hundred bucks. Yeah, right, right, right. If, know, if, yeah, if you did a hundred bucks that you <clears throat> had set aside already for, for a sports related thing. For just a shirt. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, go for it. Also gambling is wrong and don't do it. Yeah, but right. if we were just in New Jersey, we can do it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys could have. Uh, so, my mind's still on New Jersey time. It's the same time. Uh, a game I will definitely not be putting money on. Uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. I think I'm favoring the Steelers right now. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, I'm not confident. When when it comes time for us to make these picks, I don't know which way I'm going to go. Right, I haven't thought too much about it yet, but that is always a tough matchup. I'm going to not try to think about it too much. Just Tom, if you pick the Steelers, no one will blast you for for being a homer. No, I just like I might recuse myself for the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need that kind of anxiety. Yeah. I don't want to think, you know, uh, is is it because I picked them? Tom usually finds out in March or April who won the Super Bowl. Even when it's the Steelers, he usually just <laughs> baseball season's rolling around, so he's got something else to pay attention to. If his team ended up losing, he's like, "Oh, whatever, I got baseball." Right. <laughs> oh, and then the last game of the week of the weekend, uh, Green Bay at Dallas. Oh boy, I don't. Oh boy, I I think that's going to be one for the ages. Yeah, I think it's going to be the best game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Green Bay can pull out. A squeaker. They can win, but, but Dallas is... I think if Dallas wins, it's going to be by 10 to 14 points. Yeah, well, they're favored by four right now. Right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. That's going to be fun. That's I, the, Is that the late one again? That Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the yeah, last one on Sunday. 440 on Sunday. Afternoon. Yeah, I'll yeah. be awake for that one for yep. sure. We got Yeah, we got 435 on Saturday on Fox for Seattle, Atlanta. I'll try not to drive eight and a half hours overnight before that one. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 815 Houston at New England on CBS on Saturday. And then on Sunday at 105 Pittsburgh at Kansas City on NBC. Sadly, the last L. Michaels called game of the season. Oh. Uh. I got to be. Uh, okay, so I'll finish up. Uh, Green Bay at Dallas, 440 on Fox on Sunday. Um, so. It really matters for me who calls a football game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are by far the best in the business. They're the best yeah. duo. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. don't I don't want to listen to John Gruden. Yeah. Call. And I don't know who his co who his co anchor is for the games. I have, I literally have no idea what the guy's name is. I don't know. But he's terrible. He's probably bald. He is bald. And he can't rein in <laughs> Gruden at all. Yeah. Tariko could actually like give him a shut up for a second. Yeah, um, I do miss Tariko on Monday Night Football. Not for that, that that was great to listen to, um, but it was Tariko at least had that ability. Right, and uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are just terrible. <laughs> they're all right sometimes. And I, they're, I, I, they're, and they're more of a comedy team than. And Jim I mean, Nance I got saddled with Phil Sims. If it, that if sucks. It was, if yeah. it was Jim Nance and literally anyone else, yes, uh, Phil Sims. So. T- uh, Tom and I uh, actually did some research on this, and he is actually part chicken. <laughs> Just listen to any time he He's, says the word because. 
Yeah, we're, that is because. Yeah, we were listening to a game one time. It was last year or two years ago, and he just goes because, <laughs> and like I was like, we we're like, oh my god, he's a chicken. And then we looked him up. He's born in Kentucky, so yeah. it's possible. Yeah, but no, I mean, poor Jim Nance. I mean, get Jim Nance. Literally anyone else. Yeah, bring back, give him Dan Fouts. Jim yeah. Nance and Dan Fouts could could rival L. Michaels and and Chris Collinsworth mm-hmm. as, as the best team. But yes, no. Sadly, it will be the last L. Michaels game of the season. And I have my fingers crossed that it's not the case. But people are talking about L. Michaels might be stepping down because they brought Tariko in. Well, la, 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 and L. Michaels. La, la, la. What and, about uh? What about Dennis Miller? And, and L. Michaels is seventy two years old. Oh, yeah, that's true. So there's some well, talk that Tariko is going to take over Sunday Night Football next year. What about Bob Costas? The question is, <laughs> the question is, how long did Pat Summerall do it? Oh, man, I don't know. So I, there's like a Mount Rushmore of these guys. Pat Summerall is definitely on it. Yeah. yeah. Al Michaels is on it. Yeah. Howard Cosell is on it. Yeah. Does Mike Tariko get the, the four spot? I don't know. Or is it Jim see. Nance? It's one of those two guys. It's Nance or Tariko. I, I think Nance would be over Tariko. You think yeah. so? Yeah. Yeah. I just... Well, because Nance has... Had just to, legacy-wise. Yeah. And he's he's had to carry games himself. Right. Working with Phil Simms, who has not ever known what he's talking Tariko, about. And, and he's okay to listen to... Tariko reigned uh, in Gruden. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Kind uh, of. You got that fact. You still, still had to hear Gruden, though. But who, who would I rather hear on Madden? If I'm playing a game, Madden, I'd rather hear Jim Nance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, they, yeah. He's he's good with he's good when EA gets them in there. He's good. Tariko yeah. does. I it, can take that. Yeah, he has more of a just kind of quiet voice. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, we're gonna watch some football now. Well, he's and, a golf guy. Uh, oh, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. So he's. Uh, That's a lot of why NBC brought him in. They're lining up to take the snap, and uh, Rogers takes the snap. He steps back <laughs> and looking, looking. Although looking, looking, looking. No one's tackling him yet. And uncorks one. Touchdown. <laughs> Our listeners will know. Golf clap. <laughs> yes, golf clap from the whole stadium. Our listeners will, will notice that um, we do have Mike Tirico on our intro. He calls the Saints blocked punt. Yes, oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we're going to have him on the show next week. Uh, <laughs> calling the Saints blocked punt. <sighs> These dogs are just going at it, licking. Just licking away. What is? What are they licking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. This is amazing. Oh, there's a yeah. So we got an Eric up. What's Eric doing right now? Update and you know, he's, he's watching. watching a, there's a video of a dog's licking a glass because it's a slug. And now the we're side. back to Emma Watson. Yep. Oh, I confused her with Emma Stone earlier. That's what I thought I heard you oh. say. I thought <laughs> I still had Golden Globes on the mind. That's why I went to the Golden Globes. Either way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Either way. I don't know. I think dogs licking a window is pretty fun to watch too. <laughs> I I don't disagree. Um. So where are we now? Right. Like it would make you know they would make the top like four you know yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we are in our la- we're down to our last two segments. Um, the first one is going to be Clemson Bama. Yep, we're staying with football here, but we're going down to the minor league unpaid minor league football. <laughs> we got, we got our <laughs> we're going to the unpaid farm team. We're, we're, okay, I think that's going to be our college football preview show. Come uh, come next August, as if they're getting paid. We're no, we're oh. getting it. We're getting into that because we've we've hinted at it yeah, so we, many we times dance on this around show. It, kind of, I think we need to finally pull the trigger. We'll do it on our we'll do it on our college football preview show next year. Yeah, I think that'll be that'll be the time to do it. Um, or hey, maybe we can get into it when it gets slow during just baseball season. Yeah, but uh, we'll, you mean those seventeen months out of de- the year? We're definitely gonna get. They play cricket too. I think sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, we can learn about that. We'll have plenty of time. So we had, we had the rematch uh, from last year's national championship game. First rematch in national championship history. Yeah. Um, and Clemson gave him a game last year. And now Alabama's starting a, a freshman quarterback this year. Yeah. Well, I, while I Clemson can't... returns largely the same team. Right, right. That kid is good. That that uh, God, I don't know why I'm blaming, uh, blanking on his name. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that... yeah, yeah. Hurt, uh, Hurst or Hurts or whatever. Anyway, he's good. But yeah, we'll see. Because Clemson shut out Ohio State. Yep. Their defense <laughs> played lights out. Although and... having seen Ohio State in person this year, yeah. Right, that was not that big of a surprise. Yeah, they're a little unimpressive, but I think hold, when you hold a team to zero, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's I do agree. When you hold a team to zero, like, when you hold Ohio State to zero, you can beat Alabama. I'm just thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about their offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus oh, yeah. Alabama's offense. Yeah, definitely. Bama's yeah. putting up some points tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've got Alabama's favored by six and a half. Yes. The over under is fifty and a half. Yeah. I think the over under there is a little bit uh, high. To be honest, you think it's gonna be a low scoring game? I think not like super low scoring, but right. You don't think it's gonna be last year's forty five to forty? No, I don't think so. No, I agree that uh it seems like all season uh their over unders have just been high. Yeah. And and I, I'm I'm guilty of that too when we do our picks sometimes. Right. Uh earlier in the season I was picking much higher scores. Same winners. I was still picked the same winners, but I was pick, picking much higher scores. And I think if you look at my picks for the NFL throughout the season, I kind of brought them down a little because I was noticing that I was wrong a lot <laughs> on these scores. Like, I obviously, I got picks wrong too, but I, I kind of had to agree with Tom that this might be a lower scoring game. Now, watch it be 100 points. Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. Watch not, it be 100 points because we said it won't be. But. Not to give away too much, but I do think that my point total might have gone over 60. Yeah. Well, we'll put our posts up for. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think anything's out of outrage. You know, I don't think anything's outrageous. Yeah. You know, you never know. You, it's it's impossible to know. The game hasn't been played yet. It could just be one of those days. When you want to break stuff, you Sorry. know what? Actually, I'm not too terribly concerned about it. Tom just left. Tom left. I, <laughs> I Rick rolled him with limp biscuit. I limp rolled him, and he's gone. Oh man! I'm uh, just to clarify before anyone turns off the show because I just said limp biscuit. I don't like him. I like to Rick roll people with him because and we that's all whole, hate him for that. Because that's hilarious. Yeah, one time I recorded a song. Well, I I record. Uh, you know, I, I record music and I put stuff up on SoundCloud and I, re- I I told these guys that I recorded a song and I asked them to listen to it. It was just uh, that it was just Limp Bizkit. I was very fortunate in that it did not work until after David had told me what it was. And I'm like, well, I'm going to listen to it anyway yeah. because he put the effort into it. Yeah, I was like, hey, guys, I wrote this funny song. You should check it out. And they uh, and Tom never Tom has never listened. Like, I mean, he, I did he doesn't try click, to listen to it. Right. Tom hasn't clicked on a link I've sent him uh, since. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> unless there's a thumbnail, like yeah, and he's reasonably certain yeah. that it's a sports highlight. So and even not... then, I'll uh, I'll Google it to be sure. <laughs> yeah. He'll ask somebody else, right? To, hey, will you check out this thing David sent me? Hey, check this out, and just sends it to him. Doesn't even no backstory. Just hey, check this out. Yeah, that's Limp Biscuit, bro. <laughs> it's a good way to lose friends. <laughs> that's oh, why you send man. it to your enemies, right? Yeah, right. That's oh. why I send so many of them to you. Uh, who is that? <laughs> what? What we got on TV now? Or... What's she in? Just copy Ratatouille. Her... He doesn't hear? care. Just copy her name and send it to us in the Facebook chat. <laughs> Just post it on the Facebook. So, you... 
Right. This but, is what Eric does, man, and it's kind of creepy. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of uh, creepy. Cause, it's kind of creepy because like we're all in the room and he's just like looking at. <laughs> yeah, right. He balances out the pictures of Emma Watson uh, with pictures of puppies. Right. I guess uh, he's not that much of a creeper. <laughs> so I do. I do have our. I do have our pic. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that name before. He just sent it to us. <laughs> yeah, I heard it when he just tried no, to say like it. like before that. Um, no, I don't know who she is, but I'd probably, if I saw her, I'd probably recognize well, her. Well, you can see her now because he just sent you the photo. This is the creepiest part of our show. Everyone I mean, is tuned out. All right, sports. So football, football, football. We're gonna put our we're gonna put our picks up on the on the Facebook tonight. I'm not too uh, terribly concerned about people getting it here and there because no one visits the Facebook guys. <laughs> I know there's like 500 of you out there listening right now. <laughs> Go Visit to the Facebook. Just click on it. We need it. We're see see. We're not even. And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be perfectly honest with you. We need clicks. We that's how this stuff works. We need to be liked. We need, I need constant love. If I don't have, you know, look, I'm an actor and a musician. I need you to tell me I'm great constantly or I'm going to die. What is the office quote? Do I need, I don't need to be liked. Do I want to be liked? Sure. Sure. It's not like my need, it's not like my constant need for approval. Right. No, we need constant you know, without pe- your validation yeah. on Facebook, we will die. Exactly. I live on validation. That's the choice I've made in this life to be these things that require it. <laughs> so give it to me. So, do you guys remember the scores that you sent to me picking the game? I just pulled them up. The Bama. Yes, it was. Bama. I think it was low. It was. So it was like, I, I figured we'll just go ahead and give them on air. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Um. So, Tom, you picked. Well, I had twenty-seven, twenty-four, Bama winning. So you know, right around the uh, the over under there, but right, I still think that might be a little high. Yeah, I uh, and David, you had yeah, I had uh, thirty four twenty four Bama. Okay. Uh, yeah, we made these picks. We were on the road, right? And, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to get the graphic done. I was doing a bunch of other graphic right. stuff, so I just wanted to get it done yesterday. Yeah. Um. So I asked them for it. So you guys are both on Bama by. Uh, at least a touch. Or, three no, for no, me. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Three not for Tom touchdown. and ten for David. Yeah, I'm up there. Um, I'm, yeah, I got a touchdown more than uh, Tom on that yeah. one. Um, I'm going with Clemson, 40-36. to 36. Okay. <laughs> so He wants a barn burner. I, uh, yeah, I think my, they're going to match he, last he year. He hates barns. You know? He wants them all to burn. Yeah, he had a bad experience in a barn with a goat. Middle school and it's not, teacher. And it's not what you're thinking. Brought it back around. It's not what you're thinking. <laughs> No, he uh, a goat. Bro- uh, he got dumped by a goat. It was terrible. <laughs> Soul crushing. No, so it was, now, a, it, was so a, it was a it was a woman. Her name was uh, Amanda Goat. And <laughs> man, oh boy, we went to. I'm trying. We went to high school with some people with the last name Groat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, so all right, so those guys are on Bama. I'm on Clemson. Um, I think Watson's gonna have. Uh, He's going to have a game that's going to show people he should have won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, like, again, I... Uh, <laughs> All he is, has to do is not suck, and it'll look better than Louisville looked in their game. This is one of many picks where I'll probably be rooting against the team I picked right. to win. I mean, that's... I do that a lot, too. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I have had uh, I have had one, uh, a cousin once. <laughs> Matt, Matt was, uh, you know, he's a Pittsburgh fan, so he hates Dallas. 
Or maybe it was against Detroit. Anyways, it was it was last year on Thanksgiving, and he's like, "Oh, why'd you pick them?" I'm like, "I picked them because I think they'll win, yeah. not because I like them." Right, and that happens all the time. You're, I mean, you're gonna pick a team that you think's gonna win objectively. Dude, I picked Washington, the Washington Green Bay game. I yeah. picked that score dead on, forty-two right. to twenty-four. Yeah, right. I was not rooting for that to happen. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's like, like you know, Matt. Like I don't, I don't have to like the team that I picked, and. I usually a lot of times you'll find me rooting against my pick because yeah yeah I mean I would rather see Clemson win yeah well you, cool. I mean you picked against New Orleans tons of times <laughs> oh, yeah. this year all year long I picked against New Orleans then they started to look all right and I started picking for them then I learned my lesson <laughs> right <laughs> you fool yeah I don't Tom did you pick against Pittsburgh at all this year um not sure. We can look I, yeah, that up. Yeah, we can look I'll, it up. I'll go back and look. Yeah, I, we, let's I look up. Let's look up and put on the page like uh, the team. Like how many times we picked against our own like, team? Like I don't. Yeah. I don't recall. I think maybe I maybe I picked Dallas. You did. May, yeah, you that, did. Yeah, I know yeah, that you yeah. did. Um, yeah. No. So uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I know that I picked against Green Bay at least once. Um, there was a week that we didn't get picks up that I knew I would have picked against them that week too. Yeah. Um, and there might have been a third time, but and it's not really being a homer. It's that I just as bad as Green Bay got this year, I never thought they were out of any game. Yeah, you look at some of their opponents, and you're like, yeah, they could yeah. win it. Why not? Which if Tom if Tom had gone the whole season without picking against the Steelers, right? I could understand that. Right, the way they played, as good as they were this year, I could understand that. Yeah, but if I had gone, uh, if I had picked New Orleans more than four times, you would say like, what's wrong with you, Dave? <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> you're being a homer. No, They're that's the lose thing. That's the thing. So, so they they went seven and nine, and of those nine losses, they were still in five of those games. Yeah, late in the game, so it's not. Yeah, you know, it, yep. it it wasn't that out of the question to pick New Orleans, you yeah. know, in each of those games. So yeah, because it's always like yeah, it's the, it's their offense versus their defense every, right. every week. Right. So well, uh, we're at the part of the show where I have nothing left to say until the goodbye because these guys went to New Jersey without me. Yes, we did. We went to sunny New Jersey. Uh, we had we went it was out sunny when we got there. Uh huh. We had our shirts off. We're out on a boat partying with Justin Bieber. Uh, oh, that, we forgot to mention that when we were talking about that story that Biebs, uh, <laughs> that the Beebs was there. Bieber was there. Uh, I think Snoop Dogg was there at our uh, in New Jersey on our party boat. I don't know. We got we had so much fun. No, we did have fun. It was not uh, the weather was uh, sucky, as they say. The Cr- suck. It was crap. But in, but we uh, regardless, we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, we went to two. Uh, Hockey games. Now, we said we were going to go to a Devils game and uh, NWHL Riveters game, hosting the Pride at the Barnabas Health Hockey House. And uh, unfortunately, because of the crap weather, uh, the Boston team couldn't make it down there because they take a bus. They don't get to fly like these NHL guys do because they barely get paid themselves. And uh, so that was kind of a disappointment because we really wanted to see that uh, that game. I mean, we get it. You know, I'm not yeah, pissed at anybody. Understand. And it's they a, they did say they were they were working on rescheduling and refunding tickets. Yeah, because we wanted to see you guys. Like seriously, I uh, like you know I, I actually thought about you know just letting them have the money, just yeah, <laughs> you know donate yeah. donate to them because it's like hey, we still love you guys. You know, we 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 love the we love the sport, um, and we you know we love this league, and we really hope it grows. Uh, so it was it was dis- it was disappointing that we weren't able to see that game, but we get it because we were walking around and driving around in that weather too. And it, I mean, we went over to we went over to New York City uh, on Saturday, uh, and you know went and saw a lot of stuff. Uh, 
but I don't know if you knew this, but uh, New York City is really big. Kind of like really, really big. <laughs> but uh, I think we made uh, we made some good ground. Yeah, we got we went from the Empire State Building up to Central Park, the the southern end of Central Park. So we covered a lot of ground. We saw Thirty Rock and you know Rockefeller, where they I got the ice rink and all that stuff. We thought about skating. We saw it was about sixty bucks and kept walking. To, we went to a Nintendo store. That was a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we spent our that's how we spent our day before the the second game that we went to, which ended up being a Devils game. Yeah. But yeah, the first night. Um, which one do you want to talk about, Tom? Because let's go chronologically. They were both losses. Do you want me to talk about the first loss? You can talk about the first period <laughs> and a half of the first loss. <clears throat> so I made a joke earlier about uh, Corey being on the Schneid and how he needs to get off it. Because here's what happened in the first period. It was 4 nothing Toronto. That's right. In the first period, it was 4 nothing Toronto. They play three uh, periods in each game. Yeah, right. Uh, at 9.26, there was a power play goal from Nazim Kadri. Uh, at 13.17, there was a shorthanded goal from Corey Schneider. <sighs> you might recognize him as the goaltender for the Devils and not a forward for the Leafs. Leaves. I don't know what's with you guys, how you can't get the, I don't know, maybe, Eric, is it like Canadian English? Do they say, do you guys say Leafs? Okay. <laughs> Was? Sto? I can say what in those three languages. I don't know anything about French. Le what? Le what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, um, Corey Schneider scored an own goal, and that's one of the most embarrassing things you can do in hockey. Probably, yeah, no, probably, I'm thinking, so, and it probably is. It's the most embarrassing thing you can do as a goalie. Yeah, it, the the goal went to Connor Brown, and everyone's saying, who? He actually has nine goals in the season. But one of those, at least one of those is an own goal, so maybe it isn't, isn't that uh, impressive. Um, it was shorthanded. Yeah. I mean, yep. that's unacceptable. Yep. Devils fans were, you know, that goal, I mean... Yeah, it was only two nothing, but that like broke everyone. Like, it was just, it was anger for the rest of the game un, un, until late in the game when it got really yeah. interesting. But at fourteen forty, um, I got my wish in that I saw an Austin Matthews goal. Now, obviously, I'm rooting against Toronto because they're in my division and they're climbing the ladder, and we're not. And uh, you know, I would, I didn't want Toronto to win, but I wanted an Austin Matthews goal. I got my Austin Matthews goal, but I, I had to suffer a Toronto victory. Um, it was. From his knees, batting it in, uh, it was impressive. And then they pulled Schneider. They said, "Get out of here!" And they brought in Kincaid. What's and his first name? Keith. Keith. They brought in Keith Kincaid, and uh, the just... very definition of a backup goalie. Yep, he wore his number one. Sort of, sort of inconsistent in his play. He, he wears a one on his jersey. Yeah, and his name isn't Luongo. Uh, Who yeah. the Devils will face tonight? Yeah, he gave up a goal almost immediately. Uh, yeah, thirty-five. Uh, game seconds later, that happens a lot when a when a guy comes in uh, off the bench. He's gonna get usually give up a goal right away because he's not like limber. But uh, he was good for the rest of the game. Well, they didn't shoot for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Toronto didn't shoot for the rest of the game. Uh, the second period, nobody scored. Devils started to play like they didn't want to get scored on anymore. <laughs> and uh, and then in the third period. Uh, Toronto recorded zero shots. That was impressive. Yeah. That was impressive by New Jersey. It looked like Taylor Hall was the hardest working player that day. I think he was the hardest working player both days, actually, yeah. both our games. He was. Um, it, 
He's incredibly fast yeah, and it, agile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was moving the puck. The problem was that every time he moved the puck and he got into Toronto's zone, he was alone. Yeah, and there was he, nobody there. Yeah, people were collapsing on him. And so he had three guys on him because everyone else was still in the neutral zone and there wasn't anything Hall could do once he got there. Um, you know, so that kind of that kind of sucked. But uh, at, at 16.36, at the end of the third period, down by four, P.A. Parento scores. Uh, and everyone was like, yay, you know, there's an ironic cheer, like, oh, we got one, you know, like, oh, we're on the board. I, I, you know, I shouted, it's not a shutout. Um, uh, oh, also, there's a fun chant in New Jersey. Uh, whenever Corey Schneider tries to do anything that's not stopping a puck, you just yell, Corey, no! <laughs> and that was fun to say. But uh, he's, he's not good touching n- the puck. Yeah, yeah, he needs to just stay in the blue. And then uh, Jonathan Merrill got his first goal of the season at 17:31 in the third period, trying to tie it up, just trying to, you know, and it was really ex- just made the fans less sad. <clears throat> yeah, right. Because okay, we scored two. Uh, there was 2:29 left in the game. New Jersey was pressing so hard. Like like we said, Toronto shot zero times in 20 minutes of play, and. Uh, you know, New Jersey was able to uh, put a lot of pressure on him at the end, but un- uh, unfortunately for them, uh, it, it, it ended with that uh, Jonathan Merrill goal. They didn't get anything else after that, so they they lost uh, four to two. Yeah. And like we said, we didn't get to go to the Rivers Riveters game the next day like we wanted to. Uh, we found out while we were actually pre gaming that game at a great ribs place that uh, we. What, what's that place called? Dinosaur Barbecue. Dinosaur Barbecue. In Newark. It's right. <laughs> you you hear a name like that and you're like, oh, it's probably just whatever. But, man. It's right right <laughs> by the uh, the Prudential Center there. They actually have a couple Alligators of restaurants. Alligators and dinosaurs, Dwight. <laughs> yeah. They know what they're doing <laughs> with a uh, set of ribs, with yeah. a rack of ribs. <laughs> Everything there was delicious. Man. I if if you're in the New Jersey area there and go and there. Go there. Eat there. I believe there's also one in New York City. They, and they have a, a number of locations. Cornbread um was so good. It's it's a sweet cornbread. It was amazing. And it's the best cornbread I've had in a long time. And they put uh they give you macaroni and cheese that has cayenne on it and it's terrific too, and the fries are terrific and so on and so forth. And anyways, we went to, uh, we, we got on to a, a seat geek and we found tickets right away to the, to the other game, which was, uh, the Oilers. Yep. So that it didn't add a team, but it added a Connor McDavid. Yeah. We, all three of us who were there, Kayla was there too. We had all seen both these teams already, <laughs> but Tom got to pick up Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He hadn't seen them before. Um, I hadn't seen a McDavid goal yet, so I was still rooting for uh, McDavid goal. So did anybody add teams this weekend then? Uh, yeah, we added Toronto. Yeah. Oh, none of you guys have seen Toronto yet? Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we figured we'd end it. We'd try to, you know, it was like, okay, so we leave and go home now. Which, that uh, would have been kind of lame, I'm and just... we would have been driving through snow at that point. It was still snowing pretty heavily. Yeah, so we we decide, we got on, and we got some decent price tickets for the Edmonton game. We got good seats, too. We were way closer to center ice than we were the previous night. Um, still upper bowl, but it was still pretty good. We got uh, a way better game, too. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I didn't even mention it. Our first game, we had uh, Chico Resch, oh, yeah. Brendan uh, Shanahan, we Lou found Amarello. Out, <laughs> we found out, like, three days before the game that they were— uh, 
inducting John J. McMullen to the uh, Doctor John J. Doctor John J. McMullen to the Dr. they were inaugurating. Dre? Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Dre. They were inaugurating a Ring of Honor, yep. and he was he was the first inductee. Yep, first so, entry there. He was the guy that brought uh, the Colorado Rockies from Colorado to New Jersey in 1982. New Jersey had their first. Not the Rockies. Was it the Rockies? Yeah. Yeah, Colorado Rockies, not the baseball team, but the hockey team. And well, the mountains are still there. Yeah, the mountains. Yeah, no. He they he left most of the mountains there. He brought a couple of the mountains to New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, but we got uh we got there and we got a cool pin yes. which we'll we'll post up on the very cool on yeah, the website. It, it's it, a really cool pin. It, it merges the, the uh, it merges the logos of the two teams. It's really neat. All right, I can't let this pass. Eric, what is that woman with the towel doing? He doesn't know. He's trying to figure it out. You guys won't hear the silence because <laughs> it'll get cut out. We were silent for about five full seconds there. Wow. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> so a lot of uh, there was a really cool uh, video uh, narrated by Bowling Green alum Doc Emmerich. Uh, which was really great. He uh, narrated this whole thing, and uh, we had a lot of greats out there. We had Stevens, Scott Stevens was out there, Ken Danico was out there. We had Shanahan, who was in town with the Leafs, since he assists. Yeah, there. Shanahan and Lemieux, Lou- or uh, Lamorello, rather. Yeah, Lemieux was there, though. Yeah, Claude Lemieux was there. <laughs> Claude Lemieux was there. Uh, yeah, Lou Lamorello, of course, was there. Bruce Driver. Yeah, it was great. It was and great. actually, a bunch of them actually did come back for the game the next night. Yeah, and we they were just up in the in we, a box. We basically ran into Chico Rush before that game. Yeah, we had we had gone into the. Uh, There's like a team store the box team office store. area, and and Chico Rush is like right there in a suit, like basically right there next to us, and we're like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that was cool being that close to him. But uh, yeah, but yeah, back to the uh, the Edmonton game. It, it started good. It started great. Uh, the Oilers were getting a lot of shots on goal, but like I said, that's what they do. Um, and finally, New Jersey broke through. Miles Wood skated down the right side. Tom posted. Left, left Tom posted rather, this highlight to the and page. Just, just outskated the the Oilers defender. Went uh, front hand, backhand, and slid it through the five hole of Cam Talbot. Yep. Which he went all McDavid on him. I did not see. Uh, Cam Talbot giving up a goal as as being something that would happen because he's a solid goalie and yep. the Devils aren't that great at scoring. But you know we scored first and it is one nothing all the way straight going through to the third. Yeah, again we we sat through a scoreless second period of hockey in uh, in Prudential Center and there was some amazing goaltending on both sides. Uh, and then yeah, the, Matthew, the Matthew. Oilers. Oilers breakthrough. Yeah, and you gave another guy his first goal of the season, Matthew Benning. Yeah. Or no, 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 sorry. It was Merrill for you that got the first goal. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Michael's showing us stuff we can't talk about. Um, Matthew Benning got his first goal of the game, which sent us to overtime, and then the power play goal from... The test two. Yeah. That was our first chance seeing a three-on-three in person. Yeah. That was fun to watch, but it's also terrifying when Connor McDavid yeah. is one of those three. He did three. get an... Ass- well, the, it was a power play goal. Yeah. So it was yeah, four yeah. on three at that point. Right. And McDavid did get a point. Yes, he did. He got a second assist. And when, I mean, when you give up 43 shots, you cannot expect to win a hockey game. That's how many it was? The 43 was Jeez. the final count. I, I, man, I, I remember seeing it at 36. I, I stopped counting after that because it was really, it was kind of a nail biter. And I mean, I, I was unhappy that the Devils lost, but it was a really, really good game. Yeah. And, you know, 
I, I don't know how many more games I'll go to at Prudential Center because it's such a drive. But and yeah, here's our ballpark of the week. It's um, <laughs> it is it shot right to the top of my list of uh, NHL venues. Um, it's relatively new. It opened in 2007. It it seats about 16,500. Newest one we've been to. Yeah, and you can tell. The concourses are wide. They have actually, they have roped off areas for lines to form for the concession stand, which you don't see at any other place. Yeah, I've been to about 25 stadiums in my day, and I think this might be the only uh, one where they actually try to impose some semblance of order uh, when you're trying to order food. Yeah. And And we like it. It was great. And, you know, we, we got up to the upper level and we looked out onto the ice and it, yeah, peeked through those curtains and it's a really well set up uh arena as far as seating goes it's it's a modern arena that actually has space yeah and so because of that uh you've got great sight lines because even if you're like if you're a shorter person you're still not looking over someone's like looking right in someone's you know head like it's it's really great it's a modern arena that gets to spread out so it's, it's yeah, just it's, it's terrific like, it's it's basically because of where it was built, you know, in Newark. There's it's right there. It's not the... a very packed down city. It's it's kind of an open type city. Yeah. So like, there there's space to put something. Mm-hmm. And it is it is downtown. It's right on the border of downtown. Uh, and they they had some space there. And, and man, it's a it's a huge, massive, hulking building. But uh, they they even had they have space for uh, what they call Championship Plaza outside of it too, which is a like a small like half city block plaza where they've you know they have get-togethers and stuff you know yep uh celebrations and that and there's this giant silver hockey player sculpture thing, yeah that's a sweet sculpture which is pretty cool and then they've also got the the martin brodeur statue that they just unveiled this year yeah we got a picture of that up on the facebook too of tom posing with it uh yeah no it's yeah, uh, it's just like a, it's a really great arena and it was pretty full for a Bad Devils team. Yeah, it was full. It was pretty full both nights. We were in the eighties percent wise. Um, I just I just had the numbers up, but I turned the computer off. Yeah. But uh, we had we had decent uh, decent attendance both nights. Um, you know, which is always good, even with the bad team. You know, it's nice to see people going out there, and they've got yeah. they've got their championship history. You know, yeah. they got they got reasons to go out there, even if they're playing poorly. There's still stuff to go and celebrate and remember uh, in New Jersey, but. Um, uh, we saw a terrible jersey foul there, though. Oh, yeah. Actually, Tom saw this on Yahoo, and so we looked around for the guy at the stadium. I found him with my uh, camera because I got some pretty good zoom on there. He was at a New Jersey Devils game wearing a New York Rangers jersey. and uh, On the back of it. That's it... bad enough, okay? And he had You the all ca- threw stuff at him, right? He was, all, he was like caddy corner from us, but... Um, on the back of it was the number one. Uh, yeah, and it and it had and a Captain C on it for some reason. It was emblazoned with the name Bon Jovi. Who's from? New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. It was really annoying to look at. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't imagine a Devils fan looking at it. Because Bon Jovi, yeah, he's, they play all kinds of Bon Jovi songs at these games because he's the pride of Jersey. You know who else is? Bruce Springsteen. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, Bruce Springsteen, all know, kinds of great people I know from this New Jersey. Is, I know this is terribly unpopular, but I actually like Bon Jovi. Well, no, I don't. No, that's fine. I don't dislike Bon Jovi. It's, I dislike this guy for... That gets you made fun of we, on a lot of online yeah. forums. We yeah. dislike the New York guy who went in there with the no, stupid I understand. Rangers I know, I understand jersey that. and a stupid 
God. No, I understand God. why you guys are mad about it. I get that. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, I know it's unpopular, but I actually like Bon Jovi. Yeah, if you wear a New Jersey uh, jersey with uh, Bon Jovi on the back, that's that's better. It's still a jersey. It's file, still a jersey foul. You know his. You know his son played for Notre Dame. Yes. Yep. Bon Jovi's and son played Notre Dame football. He owned an arena football league team. Yeah. I believe he still does. Yep. But yeah, this this flip his guy. He's probably listening. We appreciate that you're listening. We do not appreciate that you wore that jersey. We appreciate that you're listening, but please, <laughs> please stop wearing that jersey. Please tell your friends about us and stop listening. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't need your kind of listenership. But no, you're probably great. We'll we'll go to a Rangers game someday at Madison Square Garden after we play the lottery a few times. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> we we that's unfortunately probably, well, be- that's probably why he was at at the Prudential Center. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You yeah. know, yeah. didn't want to pay a hundred dollars to sit in the nosebleeds at Madison. Yeah, we didn't get up to any of the stadiums in when we were in New York because Madison Square Garden is north of Central Park, which is the size of a small city. I stayed cat corner from Madison Square Did Garden you? when I went. Oh, yeah, sweet. so and, we, we uh, saw it literally every morning. And obviously we weren't in Brooklyn. Yeah, we, you know, we, so didn't, we, so we, we didn't get to see the Barclays. We didn't go over on the Long Island. We just stayed on Manhattan. And then, you know, Yankee yeah. Stadium is way north. I don't know where the Mets play, though. Where do they play? East Rutherford? Aren't aren't they also? <laughs> like every uh, other New York team. Oh, um, aren't they also on Long Island somewhere? They might oh, be. Um, God. I don't know. Listeners, let us know yeah. where, the, where the hell is the Why stadium. Anyway, this? yeah. Prudential Center, new newish arena. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, nice architecture on the outside, and it's not a pain to get into either. Like no. like the standing standing in line and stuff. Like that that that's little. Those are little things that can annoy yeah. you when you're going to a game. Is just the standing in line situation. It was but, uh, cold, but you got bars and restaurants. Yeah, they're in Queens. They're in Queens. Yeah. That's where the Mets are. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you got all kinds of bars and restaurants that are great. Tom and I uh, are uh, we went to um, uh, the first night. We went to the uh, to Hobbies. Yeah, Deli, Hobbies Deli, which is a place is, that we also recommend. Yeah, a uh, lot of uh, I'm gonna, a lot of Devil's Game Day stuff happens there. I'm, I'm going to post a picture of this because it was hilarious. They have a whiteboard. They have several whiteboards like with their prices and stuff of 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 their food, and they they got some great jokes at the Rangers' expense. They have the King Henrik, they call it. I don't know if it's a sandwich or it's, or a, it's, soup. A, it's, it's a, a soup. It's a soup. Okay. And it says, it says, only bowls, no cups. Oh, because King Henrik Lundquist has no uh, Stanley Cup champion, uh, championships. And you know how much it costs? Michael, guess how much this costs. Oh, man. It's an expensive kind of place, so. It's expensive. Well, the, the prices are... are what you would expect to pay at a near the stadium yeah, yeah, restaurant. Like, yeah, like any So for a bowl of soup, how much do you think this soup at the cost of uh, at the expense of, at the expense of the New York Rangers cost? Well, I want to say 94, but it's not it that. It costs 19 dollars and 94 cents nice. and it was hysterical. <laughs> Nice. There, were all, there were all kinds of good jokes. I was going to say, I, yeah. I want to say ninety four, but I was I was going to say nineteen ninety four. Yeah, because, yeah they, had, they had a lot uh, of they had a lot of cool sp- stuff on the walls and this on the walls and this place is just authentic. Is all yeah. like they they man they know what they're doing. Like the whole staff is just. I mean, it's real people. Like, <laughs> I I I got a salami sandwich. It's, I really like salami, and I said I'll have the hard salami. And she's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and she brought out some hard salami and soft salami for me to try because she yeah. thought it's it's very very hard salami. It's it's almost jerky like it in was its, in its texture. Yeah, I tasted it. I was like, "This is jerky." <laughs> yeah. 
but no, uh, yeah, they're they're great people there. But uh, but yeah, go to Prudential. It's a great place. If you're, you know, if you have the chance to go to a Devils game, go eat somewhere around there because yeah. everything around there is fantastic. Wait till they're a little better. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll take Tom back when they're better. Yeah, right. Seasons, right? But yeah, yeah. Well. Glad you guys had such a great time. Yeah. Sucks about the Riveters game. I was I was looking forward to hearing you guys talk yeah. about that. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll figure something else out for that. Yeah, uh, we can go to Buffalo maybe coming up soon. Closer. Yeah. Um. So well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, tune in next week when we have uh, divisional football to talk about and uh, we'll post championship. We'll have a championship we'll, uh, recap. Yeah, championship game recap for NCAA. More hockey and. Um, Pitchers and catchers are getting here we're, soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get around to that. We're cool gonna have Mason, we're gonna have Mason back on pretty soon. Yeah, that'll um, be fun. And look forward to our uh, ballpark bros after dark coming up pretty soon too. So, thanks for listening, and we will talk sports to you guys next week.